on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions Of modern society and welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Andy and DJ and Ian Smith Cruise the motherfucking internet. Cruise the motherfucking internet. And there's a lot to cruise. There's a lot to cruise. And you guys might have caught that we have a special guest. Oh, hey. If you weren't sneezing and, and, and burping and sharding all at the same time. <laughs> Getting it all out. Which this we just is, determined right show. before the show was the triple crown. <laughs> this is a big show. A lot of nerves here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Good, man. Finally got some time to sit down. Yeah, dude. Uh, thanks for making the trip in, man. Always a pleasure, man. Yeah, so it. for those I'd, of you, I'd sleep on the on the floor over there in a cot. It's not terrible. No. Yeah, it's not terrible. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time to have you on the show, dude. Um, for those of you that don't know, Ian Smith uh, is one of my very, very close friends. Um, he's been at the very tip of the spear uh, resisting the tyranny that was put upon us uh, in, in 2020 that got a lot of us changing the course of our messaging and yeah. trying to get involved with what's going on. And, um, you know, I mean, I could make up this long story about how we united over the, uh, you know, our, our patriotic duty, but we were at, we yeah. met each other at domestic terrorist meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Domestic terrorists. <laughs> Is that the 2020 convention? I think yeah, I was it was there. the one you, uh, emceed. Yeah. I was yeah, there. Yeah. 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 Domestic terrorist anonymous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, my name's Basically, Ian. guys, real talk, you know, um, Ian and I didn't know each other at all before this happened. Uh, you guys probably recognize him because we talked about him a lot on the show and he's, he's become pretty, pretty well known uh, for standing up and keeping his business open and keeping his gym open and, and being heavily persecuted by the local government. And um, yeah, we, we, I don't know. I mean, you, I guess we should start like telling people how we connected, huh? Yeah. 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 So it was, um, you know, it, it's crazy because it was during a time where everything was just chaotic. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like every day was, you know, Frank and I were in this epic battle just every single day. We didn't know what was coming. Uh, and there were a lot of people kind of reaching out, wanting to help. Um, but I think me and you kind of vibed on on just the way that we we saw the problem in general. Yeah. You know, it was I think you and I had the same understanding very, very early on that this was a much bigger problem than just small businesses being shut down. Yeah. You know, it, it was, it was much bigger than that. And obviously we've been proven right. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh, but we saw eye to eye on not only the problem, but what, what the solution needs to be. And the solution was that, you know, people needed to stand up and people needed to find that courage. And, and and that's that's the message that we've I think we both tried to champion. A lot of other people too have tried to champion sure. all the way through this. And now I think people are really starting to get it. Yeah, you know? they're starting to follow through, join in. Because uh, it's not just about small business. It started they they snuck it in the door with that, and all of a sudden here we are two years later, and we're dealing with this wildly out of control government that has just given itself all these new these new powers. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's gotten to the point of absurdity. Dude, what, what was that conversation like? Like. Okay, so the lockdowns come, right? Yeah, and you're a gym owner, right? You're in the fifth uh, fitness and health space, right? What did that conversation look like when all these lockdowns were first going on? Like, what did that look like? What was that conversation like between you and Frank? And like, hey, we're not doing this. 
Like, what was that conversation like? We were we were nine months into have having just bought Attilus. You know, when we bought Attilus, so young, it, yeah, it was a yeah. dumpster fire of a gym. And uh, you know, Frank and I had been doing business alongside each other. You know, I had a personal training studio inside of his uh, nutrition store that he's had for twenty plus years. And the opportunity came, you know, to buy Attilus. We had opened up a second nutrition store in this gym, and we realized that the gym was basically failing and was going to go out of business any day. And we said, "All right, let's let's do it." You know, we we bet heavily on ourselves, put pretty much our life savings into this place, and in just a month, we had turned it around and. Um, we were just firing on all cylinders. When we bought Attilus, there was less than a hundred people a day walking through the door. And by the time the, the whispers of coronavirus came around, we were doing almost triple that. Uh, mm -hmm. so we weren't excited with that possibility at all. And, um, you know, the whispers turned into, you know, orders eventually and mandates. And we didn't want to shut down by any stretch of the imagination, but we didn't know enough at that point. You know, I think everybody remembers the hysteria of March 2020. For sure. You yeah. know, the, the, the CNN fear. videos yeah. of the people body dropping bags. dead. Yeah. And, you know, all, all the, you look back on it now and it's almost comical uh, because it was so fake um, and it was so overplayed, you know, but, but then, especially in that position, I, I, I don't think anybody wants to cause any harm. Yeah. And that's what they were playing up the fear. Was right. Like, if you yeah. stood up, you were automatically... Yeah. Well, dude, we got responsible. Yeah. All Grandma that, you know, everybody knows yeah. the story. Yeah. Um, you know, so we shut down on, but we were very, very skeptical. And what we, what we wanted and what we did was we wanted to understand who these people were that had just come into our lives and had just all of a sudden told us that you're not allowed to exist. You're not allowed to operate. You're not allowed to feed your family. Mm -hmm. But right uh, down you, the street, there's a Home Depot or a Walmart. Yeah, right, right down the street or right. right in our same shopping center, there was a dollar store that was totally fine. I mean, if you imagine the inside of a dollar store, right. cleanliness and safety isn't exactly <laughs> up, uh, you know, high on that list of, of adjectives you would use to describe a dollar store. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it didn't make sense to us. So we wanted to know who these people were. We wanted to know what this, this existential threat was. And as soon as we started paying attention and it, it just became very, very clear that, that this was not what they said it was. And in fact, that politicians were going to be politicians. They didn't right. surprise us there. They overpromised and underdelivered right on schedule. Um, you know, they all kept getting paid business as usual on Capitol Hill. And all their buddies kept getting paid. And all too. their buddies kept getting paid. All the big corporations kept getting paid. And but it's you know, about health. Not only did yeah. they keep getting paid, they made exponentially more money. Yeah, what, because all, was, the, all that the, what, th that's the biggest thing that you guys have. Like, let's 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 put our remembering caps on because they've thrown a lot of shit at us for the last couple of years. But remember, that was the biggest wealth transfer that ever happened in the history of this country. All yeah. the competition was just put out of business. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a business's dream. All of a sudden you don't have any competition and you're just you're open for business. People still want to spend money. People still need to spend money. They still need to buy goods. This issue that we're discussing is what got me into this. Yeah. 100%. Because like I was I was I'm always been very much pro freedom guy. Um but when they started like dude, I'm a, I'm a, I started small small business and grew it into into something that's not small. And I know what it takes. I know what how hard it is to compete. I know what people are in for to do so, and seeing the them shut down these companies, knowing how hard it is anyway to succeed, was unacceptable for right, me. I could right. never, 
I could never keep a mouth shut about it. And yeah. that was where we first connected. Was no, on I remember those, yeah. those first couple conversations where, you know, it, it was past like the, the, hey, man, love what you're doing. You know, because yeah. a lot of people reached out. Um, but, you know, we kind of continued the conversation. And I remember thinking like, man, you're, you're unaffected by this. And you said something that I'll, I'll never forget, you know, because you kept asking me how you could help, how you could help. And at the time, we didn't know. We were just like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we kept talking. Um, and I remember I asked you, I said, I said, um, you know, why do you want to help so bad or something like that? And you said, uh, you made me laugh. Um, cause you, you know, you were like, bro, you're like, I, this doesn't affect me at all. Like I'm, I'm totally insulated. Like I'm, I'm good. Um, but I'm not stupid enough to think that just because the boots on your neck now that it won't come from me. Mm. And, and that was, you know, that was, that was the reason that you jumped in was because you were like, well, if I can give you the tools to stand and fight, then the fight won't have to come to my door and I can, I can run to your fight so that I don't have to defend my hill. For you know sure. I mean? So we're not giving up ground to the point where our toes are on the edge and we're on the cliff. Let's, let's run to the fight where it is now, even though me personally, I'm not affected by it. And, and not a lot of people did that. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> no, that's, it's exactly why. Yeah. You know, because people sat back and they said, okay, you know what? Well, my business is open. You know, I'm good. My family's okay. I'm working from home. Right. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and there were, not to discredit, there was a ton of people who did jump in, but there, there wasn't enough people who saw that the problem was going to spread. Right. Well, that's the thing, man. I say it all the time. It's like, you know, most people, they move through life and- everything's okay until it crosses their personal lines and personal boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why we see a lot of the inactivity now in Americans, right? Like everybody knows the world's going to shit, but everybody's drew their line in the sand. And instead of like saying, okay, Hey, they crossed your fucking line. Let's go fight this battle together. So it ain't coming to my line. That same mentality. They're just waiting for it to cross their personal line. Now imagine if we all had that line. We all, we all respected that first line. Exactly. Even though it wasn't ours. Dude, it would have stopped <laughs> right away. That was that was my whole point. You know, when I first started coming out, speaking out about the business closures, I had people in my own family reaching out to me being like, you need to stay in your lane. You know, you're a great business guy. You're getting involved in health shit. No, motherfucker, business is my lane. And they're about to kill it all. All the shit that I've been through for the last 20-something years. I don't forget that, bro. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's really been through it, anybody who's actually built something from zero to hero yeah they fucking don't forget it either because it's heavily it's i don't want to say traumatizing because it's like a weak ass word or way to think about it but fucking it, it changes who the fuck you are mm. and you you do never forget how hard those times were this is the same concept as to why second business or second generation business owners suck and why third third generation business owners kill their businesses yeah it's because they do not value what you and frank were dealing with on the ground level you know where literally bro a hundred dollars can fucking fuck your business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, people forget that shit once they start getting a little comfortable and they get a few M's in the bank, right? Mm. Yeah, and, no, that's true. Yeah, and that's a major problem, dude. It's a major problem right now because now we're dealing with all this other shit that literally could have been stopped by just saying, uh, no, right. we're not closing. And see, you and I and guys our age and women our age, we have lived enough life to understand that their response to that pandemic was abnormal, right? There's been four or five other pandemics since you and I have been adults. Yeah. And not a single one of them did they, 
did they say all this shit? And then we started looking at the data and we start seeing the little bit of data that was coming out. It wasn't adding up. It was right in line with H1N1. And by the way, if you go look at the data today, still in line with that. Yeah. Exactly still in line. That's what people are saying. Oh, it's a million deaths. No, that's a million fucking deaths with coronavirus, not from coronavirus. Which is insane that 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 lie is still being propagated. I know. And our federal government, I mean, Joe Biden ordered the the flags at half mass across the country for the million people who have died. And it's like, that's such a disgraceful lie. Well, they're doing that for the history books. That's not for us. That's for for people 20 years now. Shaping history. Yes. These people are not, that's what, this is what people are missing. They're not understanding. When I said 6% death rate, what I meant was 6% of what they claim. Right. Okay. Which actually dies 60,000 people, which by the way, was right in line with fucking H1N1. And you're, you're fucking, I'm accepting apologies for when I told you this uh, on March 12th, 2020, yeah. which I'll never forget. The official the statistic is 94% of those deaths died with four or more comorbidities. That's correct. So, which highlights I, the bigger problem in and of itself, again, right. is that we have a, we have a, a society that can't take care of themselves. Yeah. Um, but let's close again, the gym down. But let's close the gym down. Let's close churches down. Yeah. Let's close schools down. Let's close all of these places that are. Bro, are, they were arresting people on the beach for running, <laughs> for surfing. Yeah. So, Holy something shit. popped up on my timeline today. It was never forget they did this. And it was uh, the the people out in California who set up a scarecrow on the beach and the cops walked out. That was hilarious. Rest. I saw that one, too. <laughs> but, dude, we, we, what, what we're dealing with here, we all knew was abnormal, like people our age. Right. And, and what they did was. They took the, the kids that are from 18 to 22 who never fucking, they don't know because they're not alive long enough to really remember how we responded to pandemics and that we don't shut down the country and that we don't wear masks and we don't do this shit. These people were not alive to know that. So they, they pushed the message out socially with that group of people mm-hmm. and made it like a social shaming thing to not be with them. Look how well it worked. Yeah, well. How many how many people made decisions over the past two years, not based on logic and not based on um, their own intuition or their own viewpoint of the world and just accepted uh, what was put in front of them out of fear of shame? It's incredible. I mean, you have millions of decision, life changing decisions that were made about careers, about your personal health, uh, about your finances, you name it, that people Dude, made about who was allowed to come to Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, fam- yeah, family structuring stuff like they that. They really weaponize that divide, man. Well, it's they're they're very good at it. Yeah, and we're, we're watching them get better at it, or I don't know if get better at it, but they're they're trying to push it further down the line with issue upon issue upon issue, dividing the country um, to where you have the people who will listen and obey to anything that the government says, um, and they turn these people into weapons against rational minded people who either a don't want to be bothered um, Which or is are shamed it. into silence by yeah. this, this loud, crazy mob of people who just love this idea of government control. Well, neither one of those things can ever be happening again, ever, no. ever, ever. You can never, ever speak uh, and change your decisions out of shame that the media puts on you. And you can never again, think ever in your lifetime, ever, ever again, think, Oh, I just want to be left alone. No. Can never think that. In order to be left alone, you have to define your perimeter and protect it. That's you right. Know, it's that 
that's kind of like the catch 22 of the people who just want to be left alone is that requires a fight. So like you can't ever be left alone. Well, They don't stop to think the reason they're able to be left alone is because men and women came before them who fucking protected that. Yeah. So they're riding out the fruits and the investment that these other great Americans have made to keep our government in check. And they're not willing to do the same, mm-hmm. bro. That's why I, my last podcast, I'm yeah. getting fucking pissed. Yeah. It's like eminent domain on personal standards, bro. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Did you think yeah. of that? Yeah, I did. That's a good one. <laughs> no, I was serious. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, cool. I, I kicked, you drew your line in the sand. I'm going to walk over there and smush it off a little bit. Oh, okay, cool. I'll just draw this. Line. Yeah. Can't happen. Yeah. Can't happen. Never man. again, man. Well, that's, it's that, you know, I, I, I despise cliches, but they're cliches for a reason. It's for, you know, freedom isn't free. You're not, you're not going to obtain, uh, and maintain freedom just because like you want it. It doesn't happen like that. It, it comes at a price. There's no yeah. such thing as a free lunch. Like if you want to be left alone, you have to be to a certain extent dangerous. Mm. You know, people, you have to be, you, you have to be willing to stop people at a very individual level from infringing on your freedom. Yeah. That's it. That that's the point that people miss. And once you establish that, you're you're good. You actually are pretty you're, good. You're good. And stop it, fucking with it, you. It'll come back around. Yeah. Um, but it won't come back around like right away. You know, it, it's you know, you said it about punching the bully in the face. Right. You know, that that's a perfect uh that's a perfect metaphor for it, where, you know, every once in a while you have to show your teeth. Well, bro, that's the fucking, that's the like irony here is like trying to get people to understand that once you stand up for yourself once or twice, you can kick back. Dude, not only that, they go away completely. Mm -hmm. Like they leave you the fuck alone because they know that they're not, that you're not going to take it. And no bully wants to come pick on someone that's going to punch him back. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just like, you know, uh, when I was in prison, it's, you you see it all the time, right? You see these, uh, these guys come in and. Uh, they get bullied and they get pushed around um, because they're always giving stuff up. They, you know, they give it up, they give it up, they give it up. And it's like the first time you punch somebody in the mouth there, whether or not you win the fight, lose the fight, it's not worth their time because there's somebody else that they can go to. If mm-hmm. they know that you're going to punch it. them in the face, you know, in prison, you get in a fight, everybody goes to solitary confinement. So it's not worth it for, for the, the guy who's trying to take your, you know, your commissary or whatever, because he'll just go to the guy that's not going to put up a fight at all because he doesn't want to go to solitary confinement. He He just just wants wants to take a shit. He just wants some tuna fish or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, dude, we picked up, you know, what we got through. We got through March now. (laughs) Let's move on to April 2020. (laughs) It's going to be an extended episode at this point. Yeah, look, dude, I I could sum this up in in a maybe like this. Okay, we've spent literally fuck how many hours on the phone you think hundreds hundreds of hours on the phone at this point over the last couple years trying to figure out how we contribute to the solution right and um in uh you know we've all decided that like we have our own responsibilities of how we contribute uh and you decided that hey man you know what i'm gonna run for congress yeah yeah, it's un- unwilling, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not something that I want to do, but I think that's, that was one of the things that made me sure that I should be doing it because mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was thinking on the back end of, of Attilus as things were starting to wind down and we were making some progress, slow progress in the courts. You know, I, I remember thinking to myself, okay, what now? You know, I just, 
And I, I had this thought that I didn't want to sit around and wait for the next thing to come my way. You know, we played a very, very good defensive game against government overreach, you know, but the problem is, is that as a society, we've been playing a defensive game against big government for too long. And we're always running to the fire. We're always trying to put it out. We're always on our back foot trying to organize against an organized threat. You know, a trillion dollar machine, a trillion dollar, highly organized machine that is is marching forward with a purpose of growing ever stronger and and, you know, gathering more control. So you can't you can't play defense forever. So, mm-hmm. you know, I thought to myself, what do I do? You know, and I've, I've been fortunate enough the past year and a half, two years. I've traveled the country. Uh, speaking at big, small events everywhere from Maine to California, urban areas. I mean, rural how many areas. events? I mean, dude, it's been—it's got to be hundreds at it's this at, point. At least, yeah. you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's been, and small crowds, big crowds. I spoke in Washington D.C. in front of a hundred thousand people. Um, I've spoken at, at small protests in front of the state house with ten people there. Bro, um, you were going door to door yesterday in the fucking rain. Yeah, and the one thing that I've—I've I've kept, you know, I always told the story of Attilus because there's there's lessons to be learned for everybody, whether you're a business owner or not. Um, but I always told people, you know, you got to find a hill, you know, you don't, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a business to open, to resist tyranny. You don't have to, whatever, you don't have to have a kid in school, right. uh, to, to, to help out with, with parents who are fighting school board madness. Um, they just find a hill, find something you're passionate about and local level, state level and federal politics. There's a, a huge absence of just regular people. You know, we have a government that's wildly out of touch with the um, the issues that average Americans face. So I've been advocating. You got to You got to run. You got to run. You got to run. And I realized that, like, I was in a perfect position to do that, um, even though I didn't want to. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, well, that's that's the kind of person that we need. Somebody that doesn't want to be in politics because they have better things to do. So they're going to get in. They're going to do a job um, and then they're going to go out with their lives. The problem is we have all these people who have nothing outside of politics. Mm. These people have never built businesses. They've never been independently successful. They get in, they get a taste of that power and that money uh, and that influence. And they know in the outside world that they can't achieve that. They can't put in the work for Mm. it or they don't have the capability for it or they don't have the discipline for it. And they're on that inside track and they don't want to ever give that up. You can't have those type of people in power. Well, that wasn't the that wasn't the the idea of the government in the first place. No, a lot of people like like a lot of a lot of like people are like, oh, we need to rip the government out and fucking rebuild a brand new one. Mm -mm. No, we have a great system. We have a great system. It's just been corrupted and it's been invaded and taken over by people who are willing to sell their decisions for dollars and stay in there. Absolutely. And, and dude, those decisions are no longer in the best interests of their communities like they're supposed to be. How that's what our government's based upon is yeah. representation by the people for the people. Of the people. That has not been f- fuck for a hundred and something years. It hasn't been that. And that's what people have to understand. This is not a 2020 thing. This is going back years. Years and years and years. And that's why when you when people say, um, you know, oh, it's Republican or, or it's Democrat. No, it's not. It's a culture problem that we as Americans, people like me and other people like you guys out there listening, we have gone on with our lives and and harvested and and, and harvested the fruits 
from the fertile soil that this country has. And then we've, while we've been doing that, uh, all these people that figured out they can make a whole bunch of money have now worked their way to create politics as a career. It's not a career, it's service. Mm-hmm. It should be looked at no different than someone signing up eight years for the military. Exactly. Right, right. That's what I mean, like a historical, like you look at politicians. I mean, let's go back to like the 1800s, right? Like these were farmers. These were people in the community. Hold on. By the way, you're 100% for term limits. Yes. People need to know that. But that is, and and that's only one part of the issue because you have this whole other world. And this is something that I've learned, right? Because I I was pro term limits, you know, and and then uh, I've I've sort of delved or I've been surrounded into uh, the the political world, and you have this entire class of people that are the politicos, that are the political operatives, and these people are incredibly powerful because they have the networks that make all this happen. So that's another problem in and of itself. Term limits is a is a start, but you've got to get the business aspect out of politics. It has to yeah. it has to return to. And it's it, you're not going to get there overnight. It's an incremental thing. We didn't get here overnight. We're not going to. The system isn't going to radically change yeah. back to the way it should be. It's it's going to be an incremental thing. Term limits is a good place to start. Well, dude, also like simple things like whatever laws are passed, they have to abide by as well. Um, <laughs> maybe if you find if if you're found to take a whole bunch of money to make a decision for your community, you're kicked out of Congress. Right. Simple things. These are simple things that if you talk to the average person on the street, they don't really understand because they don't allow you to understand it. And when you explain it to people like, like, hey, man, do you think it's right that the person that you elected to represent the decisions for you is actually going to vote for this because this company over here paid them a million dollars? They will say, fuck, no. Right. But the problem is most people don't realize that that's actually happening because the media won't report. on That's that. correct. They'll, they'll be, and, they're, they're too busy, you know reporting on everything else, the same four issues that divide America. People, it's important to also know that most people are ignorant to the culture of lawyers. And most of these people are lawyers. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I've been in enough lawyer situations, okay, that if DJ sued me and I have my lawyer and he had his lawyer, those two lawyers go play fucking golf and talk about how much money they're going to take from me and DJ. From both of us. Yeah. (laughs) When in reality, we could probably just... Talk it out. Andy, yeah. like, listen, bro, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, I, like I hey, man, let's that. not get these dudes rich. Let's solve this shit. Right. And funny, funny thing, um, what, do, what do lawyers tell you? The first thing whenever you ho- don't talk to them directly. Yeah. DJ, don't talk to Andy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's, Ian, that's the thing, though. Like, when it comes to the political operas, bro, I think real people getting in office, that's, I think that's going to be the quickest way to turn this shit around. Because the thing is, people like you, right? People like uh, Eric Greitens, people like, People that are these real Americans, right, that have fought, that have served, that have sacrificed, that have built real things in this country, you can't buy them. Well, you, you can't were, buy them. And so those political that, operatives, they become obsolete. They're, no, they're, no, no. You're right, dude. We need people that cannot be bought. You, if you cannot be bought, yeah. those politi- political operatives, those lobbyists, they're out of jobs. right? Well, you, How do you buy somebody that can't be bought, that have already built something, that left something right, to come serve? How do you buy those people? You can't. You, you, you can't because they want to go back to their life afterwards. You know, you, I want to get in here. I saw a problem. I'm going to get in the fucking office. I'm going to fix it. And when I'm done, I'm going back. That's you started it. to say it about, you know, politicians in the 1800s. You know, the founding yeah. fathers of this country, they weren't all lawyers. There was maybe one or two of them in the they, bunch. They but were farmers. They were farm owners. They were businessmen. Bank owned, maybe, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they, they were doctors. Yeah. They were, they, they came from all walks of life because 
the idea was that it's a government of the people, by right. the people, for the people. And if right. you don't, if you're being represented by, by a whole bunch of lawyers, you know, you're not going to, the the interests of Americans as a whole are going to get, you know, there needs to be businessmen. There right. needs to be yeah, they're uh, not being doctors. Served. There needs to be teachers. There needs to be people that worked in media uh, who have said, you know what, I'm going to run for for this office because then you have a very diverse group of people. You have all different schools of thought, all different uh, life experiences coming into the fold, and you can have real conversations. You're not just going to have this uh, this jockeying of of legal BS of people that have you know political science degrees and law degrees. You're gonna you're gonna get a much more accurate representation. You know, my one of my favorite stories is the story of George Washington. You know, dude fought the Revolutionary War. He was out there with no shoes on, walking in the snow, crossing the Delaware River, putting the work in. And then when he was done, he wanted to be left alone. You know, he went back to Virginia and left them to, you know, left uh, the rest of the founding fathers to to create this structure of government. Mm -hmm. And they had to convince him for an entire year to come back from Virginia and be president because he didn't want to do it because it was work. It was it wasn't. Who the fuck (laughs) wants to do that job? Exactly. It wasn't it wasn't something where he wasn't going to get any more wealthy or successful because of it, because he was independently he had these things uh, and his time was better spent um, pursuing his own, you know, his own desires and his own goals. But he said, OK, I'll come back and I'll do this. And if you do the job correctly as a politician, it is hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm out here knocking on doors, you know, all day, every day. You know, I'm, I'm tired by the end of the day. Well, dude, not um, only that, it's not just the physical effort you go through. I'm going to be honest. Like I bitched about the, like these these regular dudes who have barely said two fucking words for the last two years, but they quote themselves as patriots. Bro, they don't know nothing about resistance. They don't fucking know nothing about resistance. And the reason I got dude, the reason you're exhausted is because when you stand on the line, you get it from everybody. Okay, but if we were, if you had a, a million people standing with you, it wouldn't be so bad. You take a lot less hits. That's yeah. right. And and dude, we're, you know, all of you. This was the point of my last show. All of you men and women listening who believe in all this shit and say nothing, you're part of the problem. And you're just delaying. You're, you, you know, the. I understand the aversion to like not want to jump in because you're like, man, that's that looks uncomfortable. Um, but the reality is, is you're delaying um, what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know the. The, the world is changing, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Now, you are either going to take part in that change or you are going to feel that change. You're going to be on the mm. receiving end of that change. You know, and that's like the big elephant in the room that a lot of people don't want to acknowledge is like, you know, they're, they want to hang on to whatever comforts they have in that moment. Um, but they, they're, they're exchanging very, very short-term comfort um, for this very slow slide to a world that that is not going to be very comfortable for them when in reality, what they should be doing is saying, let's run to that fight right now before it gets worse, mm-hmm. you know, before all of my allies are knocked out and I'm the last man standing. Then it's going to get real uncomfortable. Then it's going to get real uncomfortable real fast. And that's it's it's an elephant in the room. And a lot of people don't want to acknowledge it. They'll they'll they'll. They'll focus on issues that aren't really the main issues. You know, the, the main issue that we have here is that government is far too big and it's wildly out of control and corrupt and corrupt. And yeah. they and at the end of the day, they're sure there, there are some great people in government. You know, Absolutely. There, there really are. But they Dude, are very, very for those people. They too. are very, very outnumbered. And the reality is most of these people, I think there's a spectrum of of 
bad people in government. At the very least, um, they are selfish and they are weak um, and they are self-serving and they'll, they'll do anything to, to get, get by. And at the, the other end of the spectrum, you have some very, very bad people with some very bad intentions. Uh, no. Who couldn't care less about the suffering of of regular people? No, I think there's people in there that actually like it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Think there's pe- at- I think there's people legitimately in the government who believe they are the ruling class, and they like seeing the damage done to America because we we are speaking out against them, and they say this is what you get when you speak out against us. That's mm-hmm. what they fucking think. That's what they think. Yeah, that, I didn't know that about Washington. Yeah. About about the uh, took him almost a full. I didn't year. know that they they were writing. You know who him, else was like writing that? him letters and everything. The um, <clears throat> Sulla, the mm-hmm. first dictator of Rome. Yeah. So the first dic- and it sounds okay. First dictator sounds kind of bad, right? right? Right. But the truth, he wasn't. So this dude was a a, a common man who rose up through the Roman uh, armies, became a general, went all over Europe kicking ass, came back kicking massive ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came back. Um, <laughs> basically uh, removed all the corruption from government, set the new system in place, and everybody fucking loved him. He was the fucking hero of all heroes in Rome. They, they anointed him the first dictator of Rome. You know what he said after a year? There shouldn't be a dictator. The Rome should be run by the people. And he went back to the farm and fucking yeah. lived his life. Yeah, yeah. with his wife and his, and his male lover. Yeah, that's going to be you. That's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, me, me, Andy, and Emily, basically. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, look, for real, though, like, if I, that, that's how it should be. Any yeah. leader that's running, and this is, this is for you or for anybody listening, because we have a lot of candidates to listen to. Yeah. Um, you guys, this is selfless service, man. This is, this is, we're going there to do a job. And if you think about it like that and you go do a job and then go home gracefully, you'll be a fucking legend forever. You won't have any problem making money. Right. That's that's one of the interesting things is if you get into politics and you do genuinely good work, when you are done, you will have a network of people who are willing to work with you and help you build whatever you want on the outside world. You know, you don't have to keep your spot like in Congress or whatever to maintain power. It's you know, greed. It's, it is. It's yeah. greed because the reality is, is if you go in there and you represent people and then you go home to your community once you're done, you will be a hero. And people will go the extra mile for you all the time. I witnessed, Shit, even if witnessed you it at Attilus. Bro. You know, people have done so much for us at Attilus that it's absolutely incredible. Time after time after time, any time we needed something, whether we asked or not, there were times when we didn't even ask for help and people would show up. You know, one of my favorite stories, and it's, um, it's just incredible when the government took $173,000 from our bank account. We didn't ask for help. We got we got we got a lot of help though. Yeah. I went on I went on my little video update at the time on on Instagram and I just said, Hey, uh, Frank checked the bank accounts this morning and they took all our money. But the gym's still open and gym's open tomorrow, so we'll see you guys here. And at the end of that week, we had a hundred thousand dollars in t shirt orders. Mm. We didn't even have the inventory. And well, we didn't ask. We didn't say, hey, can you help us out by buying a t-shirt? We just said, hey, guys, the gym's open. No, it was awesome. I, I don't know what it's gonna, what's going to happen. And, you know, the, my laptop was smoking with orders. That, that was were one of the through. coolest organic business moments that I've ever been witness to. Um, because do you remember when I went, I went out to eat like a couple days after that? Yeah. And I was up at, so I went out to eat up at Billy G's, bro. And this is like a couple days after this happened. And, dude, you guys got to realize, like, we talk every day. So, like, this whole update thing, like, 
I can remember where the fuck I was even. And I remember you sold, he started selling all these shirts, bro. And I was up at Billy G's and there was a no, fucking dude wearing a Tilla shirt. And I went and grabbed him and took a fucking picture and sent it to yeah. Ian. I'm like, fuck yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it was cool, dude. It was cool because it was like, you see, you're seeing, I was seeing people rally behind you guys. And you know what you and Frank organic. did, dude. Like, and, and I want to give Frank credit too because like he suffered a lot here as well. But like, bro, it, it, it's history making shit. And I just recognized it from the beginning. Like, dude, we have to draw the line. The line has to be somewhere. And we have to hold it. And I just appreciate both of you guys. Like, real talk, man. Like, I know I've told you this a million times, dude. But real talk, I fucking appreciate the fuck that both of you guys went through all that shit, man. Because it, it set a precedent. It was something that needed to be done. And it was done in a way where everybody saw. Yeah. And that it was, was extremely... I think I told you like the first couple times we talked, I'm like, bro, however discouraged you get, don't quit. Yeah. No, this no. is fucking big deal. Yeah. And it's, but it was, it, it was the hardest thing we've ever done, but it was the most rewarding thing we've ever done. Yeah. And, and you've said that a million times, you know, I, I've heard sound, sound bites of, of you saying the easy choice never pays well, or the, e- the, the easy choice is never the good, like the easy choice isn't the good choice, you know? The the path the path of least resistance will get you to a place where you don't want to be. Whether that's broke, whether that's uh, under the thumb of government, it doesn't matter. When you make good choices, you get better, and and you not only get better, but you you build your network of people who are willing to stand with you. And and through the last two years, we have developed this network of people that are willing to go the extra mile that, that want to make a change in the world. Even if it's just a little bit, I have better friends than I ever had. Oh, I have better friends through this shit than I ever had in my entire life. And dude, these are motherfuckers. I didn't even know three years ago. Yeah. I didn't fucking know you. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I didn't, I could dude. I didn't know Tommy. Yeah. Like I could list a hundred people like that. And I know you can too. And people are like, man, when you speak up, and you stand for stuff, everybody shuns you. No, they don't. No, they don't. Well, you'll get you'll get a whole lot of bullshit. You, you'll get a ton of bullshit. Not not right now. They the won't. reality the arrows have already been shot. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. no no no. The, now it's time to fire the water. Yeah. The water is warm. I mean, like yes. like seriously, jump in because you know you now you'll just here. reap all the benefits. But even even then, you know that was one of the things I hated most was like this over amplification of like the the pain that was going to Thank come you. your way. You know. So when we first opened, we went on Tucker Carlson. Um, you know, I went on Tucker Carlson one week before and we announced. And as soon as we went on Tucker Carlson, uh, the phone lines just were, were ringing off the hook. The gym phone used to ring 24 hours a day, seven days a week at, at points, you know, throughout it. It would die down. It would come back. It would die down. Dude, come I back. can remember being on the phone with you on your cell phone and you answered the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and some dude being like, yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's me. And he's like, yeah, well, fuck you. And he's like, well, you have a great day too, sir. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, it, it's, it feels really scary. Like at first, and, and especially if you've never experienced before, but it, did, you got to remember it though, can that seem very scary. Was hot right there. Yeah. And it seems really scary. But the reality is, is that uh, first of all, these people would never support you in your life, in anything, in business, in anything. They are the, the critic, the armchair critics of the world. Most of them. Most of them are ghosts on the internet who, who barely see the light of day. 
They're, um, dude, they're intimidation specialists. Yeah. They come to you and they say, I'll never fucking shit support your shit. At- <laughs> Bro, I'm going to look at my computer, motherfucker. <laughs> you never support me anyway. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, re- I remember, you know, I, I called you the one night because I was talking to Chris here and he's like, yeah, I just answered uh, answered a, a hate phone call about yeah, yeah. you. Um, and I was yeah, like, oh, they were man. calling me about you. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I remember being like, well, how many of those did I get? He's like, oh, we got about 15 this month. And I had I had sent you a text. And I'm like, yo, uh, like I don't know if you are aware of this. Like I don't want to do any damage to you. And you were like, well, wh- why? What happened? I'm like, uh, Chris told me that like 15 people had called and you laughed. And you were like, you were like, those are rookie numbers. You're like, you know how many people call about me for my company? <laughs> but one of the things you said, and it stuck with me, and this was very early on, and and you said we always run the phone number of the people who call, mm-hmm. and 99 of the time, the people that call and are outraged have never ever ever bought a first form product and you know what if they did and they don't agree with what i stand for and they don't want to support me that's fine that's freedom that's what this is supposed to be well we lost i mean we lost a good a a good amount of people this is why i try to make my products so much fucking better than everybody's because i know i'm hard to swallow (laughs) fuck that guy but this formula one's fucking awesome yeah (laughs) that that fruit loop flavor is great man nobody else makes it like that well Um, hey if you're gonna have an opinion you got to be good at what you do yeah and but even even through all of that, these people are harmless. They are truly harmless. Through all of that hatred, two things remain true. Three things remain true. One, the positivity that came our way stayed and only amplified as time went on. Yeah. You know, the, the people that supported us, we call them the parking lot crew in the beginning. Um, there was about 500 people in the parking lot that first day. And that 500 people in the parking lot the first day grew into a nation of people who supported us mm-hmm. and, and, and not only supported us, but came back again and again, whether that was bodies in the gym, whether that was reposting our stories online. I mean, there was a, there was a time when, when I would post a story, it would get a hundred thousand reshares on, on Instagram alone. You know, we had our own media network because people were just sharing the story, uh, whether it was buying t-shirts, whatever it was, that network grew. Second thing, the, the hatred these people have like they have the attention span of a fruit fly. You know, they'd be calling us, fuck you, I hate you, you murderers. You know, and the next week they'd be on to the next thing that they're outraged so, dude, about. It's a 24 it's, hour news cycle. Yeah, exactly. They're 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 on to the next thing. They're, they're there, they're gone. That's why you gotta continue to piss them off. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, you have to stay very consistent. Um, and then the reality of of it is is that these people will never say this to you in real life. All of the hatred that came my way in text messages, in emails, in phone calls, in all that, in in nasty posts where I would get tagged about how I'm this and how I'm that. Not a single person to this day has ever said that to my face. No, bro. And here's the thing, business owners, you guys who own companies and businesses and the the ones who are afraid because of that, here's what you got to understand about this. All those people who were attacking him and calling, like, the, dude, and you know, like the pages that were made up about you and me, right? Oh, yeah. Like all this shit. <laughs> so people were making legit hate pages, okay? But what, what, what people, what you guys listening do not understand is that when 80% of the people have common sense in the country, they, when they go out and share their hatred for you, all it does is make the eighty percent look at you and say, "Ah, you Who's know that what? Yeah. Kind of like that guy. <laughs> yeah, like he's not he's not with these guys." And so, like, dude, it becomes like if I just wish business owners would understand that because if they if business owners would understand that and do and look, I'm going to give Netflix some prop. It took a long time, 
But they finally told their woke employees, shut the fuck up. You don't have a yeah, job. Yeah, you know why? Yeah, I know why. Because they started getting fucking canceled by people who actually supported them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like we're not They're, with that they, shit. They the lost shit their dropped. company. Yeah. Okay? So that is the that should show you. The data is there. Look at Disney. Look at CNN Plus. Look at Netflix. Fuck, guys. <laughs> Bring the pain, motherfucker. Because, like, dude, we... In your business, if you would just readjust your culture and not cater to these wokers, everything changes because all the people at your office right now are afraid to be patriotic because they feel like they're going to quote unquote offend somebody mm -hmm. inside your company. You, the business owners, are the people in charge of the actual culture on the motherfucking street. Yeah. So fix the culture in your companies and shit will mysteriously to you fix itself out in the streets because yeah. those people then take that attitude home. They take it to their neighborhoods. They take it everywhere and they're no longer intimidated. Most of the intimidating right now that's happening is coming inside people's workplace. Yeah, That's why they're quiet. They're not quiet because they're afraid of CNN showing up at their door. No, most people don't, you know, they're like, fuck, I got fucking 150 followers, bro. What they're afraid of is the loudmouth fucking bully in their office. Yeah. And they don't want to post that shit on fucking internet or, or say, hey, I'm a proud American because they don't want to get fucking called some names at work. So what's really happening is the loud, small percentage of people have been holding their fucking boot on the neck of all of you patriots out there listening to this. And you should have been vocal the whole time. But right now, if you just speak the fuck up, we can come back to an America where it's like awesome to be American. Very yeah. quickly. Too. Yeah. Like tomorrow. To look how, look how quick. Disney fell apart. Look how quick Netflix fell apart. Look how quick CNN lasted. CNN Plus lasted what? Like a month. You know, um, the the reality is, is that too many people are silent. And this will continue in perpetuity until people start pushing back. It's and, real simple. And the, the evidence is the evidence is conclusive that especially because the the messages that we're spreading are love your country. Be proud of who you are. Um, work to be better. Work to be better. Be, treat per people well. Hold a high standard um, you to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like personal oh. excellence. Yeah. You know, uh, uplift That's your all domestic terrorism now, yeah, guys. It wow. sounds crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, teach kids academics in school. That sounds violent. Um, <laughs> yeah. Violence. <laughs> You're making me uncomfortable, guys. You know, it's it's really, it, it's it's solid messaging. You can't, Unity, you can't poke holes in uh, it. Judging people on the content of their heart and character and who they are, not on the color of their skin. Like, this is basic shit, dude. Like, this is basic shit. And the media has corrupted our fucking country to the point where we literally walking down the street you're looking at someone who doesn't look like you and you're like, fuck, dude, I wonder if he fucking hates me. Mm. Like, yeah, bro, this is this is really bad. And it, and that does not represent the 80 to 85 percent of common sense America. Dude, the 80 to 85 percent of common sense Americans are hell hostage in your own motherfucking country right now. Yeah, that's fucking wrong, dude. Yeah. That's wrong. Anyway, I'm getting fucking mad. Yeah. Well, guys, I mean, we got some great minds in this room, so there's a there's a lot of bullshit on the internet. So I think we should. Uh... Oh, we got, oh okay, forty seven minutes in, we can start show. <laughs> I almost forgot this was CTI. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, that was that was the longest intro in the history of. <laughs> well, dude, look, man, it was necessary. Look, 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 look. We, you and I, and DJ, and these guys too. We could go ten hours straight, man, on all this shit. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's very simple. 
get engaged, get involved, support the people who are out there taking the arrows for you vocally and publicly, not this silent shit that you've been conditioned to believe is some sort of noble way to be. Silent majority is a weapon, just so yeah. you know. The media made that shit up. That so is, that, nothing annoys me more than that. Dude, I hate nothing. it. It's, it's, a, it's an excuse to be a coward, okay? And because of that, now we have to walk down the street and wonder if we hate each other, when in reality, nobody hates anybody on the street. We're all the fucking same, and everybody knows that. So let's, let's get involved. Let's get engaged. Let's remember how they did this, okay? They, they diluted the culture over 20 fucking years and made it offensive to be an American so how do you combat that? Well, you get engaged, you get involved, you go to your local meetings, you, you, you uh, hold a higher standard for your personal life, meaning try to be healthy, work hard, set a good example for your neighbors. All of these things truly matter. These truly matter. These are the essence of America. I mean, massive ripple. Effects. Yes. And if we all raised our standard, right? Like, dude, look, we deal with people in my line of business, my main line of business that are you know, sometimes fucking 600 pounds. I've had them on the show before, okay? In a year, in 365 days, they could completely change their whole entire life. What if every fucking American, what if every American that considered themselves a patriot committed said, that for one year? For one year, bro. And they said, fuck this. I'm going to be the best I can for one. Dude, our country, this shit would transform literally in a one year. It'd be all, it'd be, it'd be completely done. You know, when I was listening to um, your your episode the other day, um, you know, dear men, I was I was thinking, and I realized that the average person truly discounts how much of an impact every small choice they they make or don't make. They are told actually that. has. They are told that on purpose. We've been we've been told like if you would, if you would ask me two years ago, th two and a half years ago. Um, you know, this obscure gym owner in, in the corner of South Jersey, um, if, if opening my gym with my business partner would have had the impact that it did, you know, I would have laughed at you because I was convinced that, you know, I wasn't that significant and that my actions really didn't matter. And the reality is, is every single fucking choice you make big, small, mundane, uh, out of the ordinary, every single decision you make matters. Your your decision not to go to that school board meeting on a Tuesday night because you're tired is a huge fucking decision. Every single one. Your decision uh, to to not say something, even though you know you know it's wrong, and and because you don't want to get uh, yelled at by the you know by the pink haired weirdo, uh, is a huge choice. Every single one. You know your decision to uh, let your kids. Uh, play on play on the laptop or play on whatever instead of taking them outside, you know, and teaching them something new like you were talking about. That's a huge choice. And if people start realizing the gravity of every single choice they make and how much power they actually have and commit to a year's worth of living like that, you would you would see a nation reborn seemingly overnight. And by the way, peacefully, peacefully, peacefully. That's the kicker. Real man. Well, should we do the show? We still got a cruise. <laughs> still got a cruise. The internet. <laughs> we stop right there. Part two tomorrow, guys. <laughs> I mean, shit, dude. Like this is not that hard of a problem no. to solve. It's just, it's just everybody has to take the personal initiative and responsibility for themselves again. We all got to row the boat. Yeah, dude. Dude, exactly. We all got to row. All, we're all on it.
And the thing is, there's been there's been people drilling holes for too fucking long. Yeah. Kick those people off the fucking boat. Everybody pick rowing. up a fucking paddle and let's go. Yeah. And and I think another thing and, too. And I don't even like boats. Let's be honest. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? But like it's a real thing, man. <laughs> Sorry. I still think of your I still think of your camp story of you not being able to canoe. <laughs> What were we going around in circles? What happened? Man. <laughs> just, it's like, not number one. Yeah, That's exactly. all we got. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, but the, what we got to remember and what people, what like the individuals need to remember now is that these crazy people who have like tried to intimidate and leverage you, those people have no power anymore. None. When they fucking go on the internet and, you know, call you whatever fucking name, they've exhausted all their horsepower. Mm -hmm. They've called everybody every name. Every single reasonable person out there has been called something by somebody at this point. And people are to the point where they're like, dude, fuck you. And that's all you really got to think about it. When these people tell you, come up to you in public or they say something, bro, you just keep it moving and say, hey, no, and move. And that's it. Like, it's that simple. This shit where they terrorize you by saying, we're going to, we're going to, Fucking write a this or that or say this or this or this. Fuck you then. Say it. Yes, because, it because everybody knows what you're about, bro. They've shown their colors. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that these people are, are bullies and their techniques and what they do to the point where like, dude, the government's now on a mass scale trying to get everybody riled up about everything and nobody's fucking doing anything anymore. No. Everybody's like, yeah, that's the next thing. No one cares. Fuck you. Yeah. So... If you're hesitant to like step out into the fucking open air in the light, don't be because nobody, none of us regular people give those people any sort of like, we don't care what they say. Not only that, Andy, it's, it's fucking fun and freeing. Well, yeah, that's another thing. A lot you of these people really have fun. going through the fucking, dude, listen, 2021, 2020. <laughs> That was my shit. Like, I love going to the grocery store. That shit was fucking amazing. Like, it was. Yeah, yeah, but dude, but, but the average person ain't like you like that. The average person cannot stand on their own two feet. They don't like the confrontation. Yeah. But exactly. if, they, if they if they try it, they will be. I'm telling you, yeah, guys, I, 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 I remember. Dude, the shit yeah. is fucking, it is fucking amazing. I remember the first couple times, right? Like, so, you know, we, uh, we, we obviously, when, when we reopened, we had the mask mandate and stuff. And because it was, we, that was a choice that we made, even though we didn't buy it. We just didn't, we didn't want the additional heat from that. Well, it you wasn't know, even that. We we at the very beginning we didn't fucking know that much. Yeah. So, but I remember the first time I flew, and at that point, you know, we had taken the hard stance that we're not wearing masks at Attilus because they don't work. So I couldn't be um, selective about when when I was going to wear it. I'm just for me, we drew that line in the sand, and uh, even if I didn't, you know, if I wanted to put the mask on, I knew I couldn't because people would fry us for it. You know, and I remember those first couple trips in the airport where, you know, I was the only person in Newark International Airport with no mask without a mask on. And I remember like being nervous about it at first um, because I, I, I wasn't confident in it. I just I knew I was right, but I was nervous about it. But, you know, once you once you take those first couple of arrows, you're like, oh, this ain't shit. Like, yeah, man. And now I still remember you said it on on. Um, I think you said it on, on on an episode here, or maybe when we were sitting at at Andy's house, where you used to say, you know, people would would come to you and say, you know, put on a mask on. You said, I can't because I'm black. Yeah, right, right. You, know, right. you, oh, yeah. you gotta have fun with it. Oh, you know, bro, it's listen, like I'm telling you, that was, <laughs> 2020 and 2021 was the best years of my life. It was like a fucking, it was like a traveling fucking comedy show, bro. I loved it. I loved it. 
You and that's did, the thing. You, like you, you did love it, bro. I had a fucking blast. He used if to go take places that approach, just, though, just to do yeah, it. He would go places just to do it, just to do it, man. Because the thing is, and, and like I, we got it, we do gotta get on. But the thing is, man, that's the important thing, man. Like like people like Andy, people like like Ian, people that have been been taking these arrows, right? It, it, it's almost like just the, like we talk about those ripple effects, those decisions you make. They give other people that see that permission. It gives them the okay. Oh, damn. Okay. I see. Okay, cool. Hold on, bro. Everybody's been taking arrows for fucking the last decade. Let's be fucking real. How much truth have we had to fucking swallow because we couldn't be called X or Y or this on the internet Mm. because they were fucking lying about the leverage they had, which was just proven, which what I've been saying, I wouldn't be surprised. They had a whole network of fake technology creating this and Twitter's the Twitter thing just proved it. Right. All the- there was just something put out yesterday that um, more than half of Joe Biden's followers are bots. That's right. So they've created All their te- they've there's, take- there's there's programs where you can go in and you can look at, especially for, you know, th- there's there's programs available for companies that want to sponsor people, yes. you know, so you can you can type in somebody's profile and you can see what their actual engagement level is and stuff like that. Is, he, and they dude, posted Biden Joe Biden's 50 percent followers fake. on fucking Twitter. And, and so, dude. This shit's all starting to come out. But remember, remember those of you who have listened to me for a long time. Right. I told you about this in 2016. Yeah. When you told, had the shit with uh, Hillary. I yeah. said I had a I had a run in with a Hillary bot farm where I made a comment about Hillary Clinton and I got I had like fucking 5,000, 10,000 comments in like four minutes, which was impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't even nobody even knew who the fuck I was really then. And I was like, man, that's got to be a, that's got to be a, this, yeah, I started talking about it and I started looking more and, and, and eventually I got to the point where I was convinced that this shit is all bullshit. And I've been trying to point it out for two fucking years on the show. And now you guys all see it too. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand they have deployed everything. All right. And, and the, I want people to think about the arrows they had to take, whether they've been standing up because think of all the shit that you've had to have impressed into your fucking brain that you knew wasn't right, that you knew wasn't truth, that you just ignored so that you could keep your fucking job. Yeah. That's fucking bullshit here in America. Yeah. That's bullshit. So when we say taking arrows, yeah, I mean, like, dude, I got to call some names, and so did he. But the truth of the matter is, is that every motherfucker listening has been taking arrows for a fucking decade or more. That's the truth. So anyway, let's cruise. Let's cruise, yeah. man. What speed we going at? 60 miles? All right. Headline number one. Uh, and guys, remember, too, if you want to look at any of these articles, pictures, videos, uh, go to andyforsella.com. You can find all the links to the articles there. Uh, headline number one reads, Baby Formula Factory says it's still months away from production. Uh, the maker of Similac said it can resume work within two weeks of FDA clearance, but restocking store shelves will take months. So let's dive into this. Everybody's been seeing this, right? It's a talk of the town. Uh, So three and a half months after the U.S. Food and Drug Administration began an inspection and shutdown of Abbott Nutrition's Sturgis, Michigan facility, uh, machinery is still silent. No infant formula rolling off the production line. Uh, On the north side of the city of 10,000, nestled between the local airport and a neighborhood of one-story homes, Abbott is among the region's biggest employers. Locals say they were shocked by allegations of unsanitary conditions that led to the shutdown, which has drastically reduced the availability of formula across the country and left parents scrambling to feed their newborns. Uh, Quote, 
in the past, the employees would even talk about how like they'd have to gear up. And boy, if you went and touched something, you had to gear up again. So it really threw me for a loop when I heard about it, said Cindy Conrad, um, standing behind the con- counter at a downtown Sturgis appliance shop. Experts say the formula crisis points to problems beyond conditions at the facility operated by Abbott, maker of Similac, and the largest producer of milk formula in the country. For years, they have been warning that industry consolidation has left the production of formula, a highly regulated product that is notoriously difficult to manufacture, in the hands of a small number of makers vulnerable to this sort of disruption. So here's a map real quick. Um, this is showing all of the outages uh, of stock percentages in the country. Um, places like Texas, Arizona, Nevada, uh, Kansas, Tennessee, um, they have more than 50% of their uh, stockpile of baby formula is out. Um, so everybody's feeling it, right? Everybody's feeling the pain. Um, there's a couple of different things that's going on with this, though, right? So we have the, this manufactured shortage, right? The USDA closed down <coughs> this factory. No, 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 the FDA. I'm sorry, the, uh, the first, FDA. First of all, my question is, after looking at this map, um, and maybe you're going to answer this, but um, the, that's one plant the FDA shut down, right? So what's the reason for the rest of them? That one was one of the biggest. It's one and of the biggest. Apparently, uh, how, how do they, so they, they not they, pick up they the must supply. They must supply product to all these other all companies. The other Probably, right? yeah. So you understand yeah. like, like, like Schnucks or like right, you know, Walmart. They'll make Abbott's their huge, own. Dude. Right? Abbott's huge. Massive. Yeah. Massive. So they, th- this is probably a plant. And I, I don't know this for sure, but I bet you they make some of the shit that goes to all these other plants. Yeah, yeah 100%, probably white a lot label. Of yeah. They, 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 they sell the production line, uh, line time and things like that. Hmm. But here's the interesting thing. So while, you know, American citizens are facing shortages feeding their newborns, right? Um, this article also came out saying, yes, the U.S. government provides formula to migrant babies at the border as required by law. Uh, and so one of our... Uh, uh, an insider, Kat uh, Kamek, she posted this tweet. She said, the first photo is from this morning at the Ursula Processing Center at the U.S. border. Shelves and pallets packed with baby formula. The second is a shelf from right here at home. Formula is scarce. This is what America last looks like. Um, and so we got Pathetic. that. You got that. So it's kind of fucked up, right? So in American cities all across the country, uh, parents are having a sh- struggle to find formula, but yet we're sending uh, stockpiles of baby formula down to migrants that are coming crossing the border illegally. It's amazing how efficient government can be when it wants to be super you know, efficient for, for for its particular chosen causes. You know, but you have this facility that was shut down by the government. Mm-hmm. So, and the government is obviously aware of the magnitude of that facility, and where is where is government coming in and saying, okay, we shut you down, but where's the rest of the, the plan? Did you, did you not foresee the fact that this plant being shut down for three, four, however many months it's been, was going to cause shortages? No, yes, they did. Where's the follow through with, with governing, yeah, with what? making sure that, that, that Americans are provided for? Because you shut the you shut the plant down under quote unquote safety reasons, right? But right? well, here's so a vaccine the that's been untested. But here's the follow through for you. So this is a, one final article before we dive into this. The article reads: Artificial breast milk firm that offers wow. an environmentally friendly alternative to baby formula gets three and a half million dollar investment fund backed by Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg. BioMilk has developed a process to replicate the key proteins in human milk. 
Their milk is easier to digest in formula and has a smaller carbon footprint. The global dairy industry is a key emitter of climate warning greenhouses. Uh, and it is estimated that about a tenth of such comes from formula production. So there's the full Fuck story. These people, honestly. I'm so tired of hearing these three, four couple names involved with every sort of crisis. Yeah. You know, the, the Bill Gates, the Mark Zuckerbergs, it's the same people who they always have a solution to the problem oh, at yeah. hand. And somehow they're always perfectly positioned to be able to come in and usher a solution. And it's the biggest load of shit I've ever yeah. seen. And, and the fact that Americans aren't absolutely pissed and in the streets protesting at every for, at, at every government spot, there should be people at every single Capitol building in this country over this because it's not even about baby formula. No, it's, you know, it's because there are there are solutions and 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 that's not to under understate the uh, the emergency that many parents find themselves in. But this is pathetic. It's pathetic that it's being allowed. And what's only happening is that people are posting about it because it's it's un, the underlying problem is that government is is just working with these powerful interests corporations, powerful people, organizations, they're working to create problems and then provide solutions that are beneficial to the consolidation of their wealth and power. Uh, just like the small business shutdown. Just mm -hmm. like the small business just shutdown. Just like how they all have positions in the vaccine. Right. Just like blah, 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 blah. I mean, we go fucking down the line, bro. It's the, sa it's the same play with just... Fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah, with just different, <laughs> well, different this uniforms. This is true on. fascism. This yeah. is what's that's what it's corporate fascism. Yeah. What you're describing is is the real fascism. Yeah. They fucking people just don't understand what fascism means. It's 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 free market capitalism that has gone horribly wrong. It's yes. cor corporatism where you've got these companies that have grown so large that uh, the owners of these companies and, and the shakers and the movers of industry have buddied up with career politicians, just like we talked about. Uh, who have then come together and say, you know what? If we work together, we can keep our positions and you can keep yours and we can continue to advance them in forever. forever. And we can, we can continue to just consolidate and consolidate and consolidate. And it's, it's, it's incredible the amount of harm that they're willing to cause in order to further their own agendas. To me, it's incredible the amount of greed. As a, as a successful uh, extremely successful businessman um, who I don't want for anything ever uh, unless it's like something I got to go do inside my body. Right. Like, but like financially I can't imagine wanting or needing to like fuck over all your common people for to your own, yeah. to add money to your own fucking, especially well, when you already have a ton no, of, No, that's what I'm saying. Like to add money, like you are, you're, you're already to a point where it doesn't even matter, right? Like at all. Once you cross that certain, I'm to that point. Like so, these guys, like I'm not even on their far fucking, beyond, right? That. Yeah. So, like, dude, it's the the amount of greed that's being exposed is what's shocking to me. That's is, the truth. It, is it greed or is it evil corruption of like, I, or, I, or evil I think want it's both. of power? I think it's power and greed yeah. and and un, you know. I think one leads to the yeah, next. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. The the it's, greed these are not good qualities to have. No. Yeah. They're 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 bad people who have who have not been held accountable for a long time. And this is nothing new. I mean, you have no. the Rockefellers with the oil industry and the 
and the railroad industry. It's been going on for hundreds of years. Yeah, this has gone on for hundreds of years, and they've just gotten better and better and better at it because now they leverage technology and they they leverage globalism. You know, to where you have you know the titans of industry back when when the Rockefellers were, you know, they they derailed. Um, it, one of the one of the interesting things I learned about like Nikola Tesla um, is that man was ruined. He was he had solutions that could have empowered a, a generation of people to um, to to basically not pay for electricity or power. He had a solution that would have created a much more utopian society, and they crushed him. If you look at some of the uh, some of the old photographs from like the World's Fair in like nineteen in the early nineteen hundreds, it's spectacular what the the technology that was available. And it disappeared because they wanted oil to be the most, you know, the, the driving force behind power. And they created a myth of peak oil. They said that oil was going to run out and they created value. That's the biggest lie going. They, and they, there's all, there's all if, sorts if of lies. If you ask people that, if you ask people about oil, they still believe that. Yeah. They believe that oil runs out. Look, oil is the actual renewable resource. Earth creates oil. Right. They there's so many lies surrounding oil, and yes. I, I don't know enough to say a lot of it. But you know, I, I heard this one part um, where they they called it fossil fuel, right? And and um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but you know, fossils have only been found at like twenty thousand feet or whatever whatever it is below the surface, and you drill for oil at like forty thousand or whatever it is. So it's like in, inherently, it's a lie. It's to always begin been with. a lie. But now look at what they're doing with the oil industry. Now, all of a sudden, oil is bad because they've got a grid set up that they can control. They want everybody onto this electric grid now because now they have the technology where if you don't listen, they shut you off. They didn't have that technology back then, so they strayed away from electric power. They didn't want electric power. They wanted everybody dependent on oil because they they, they had they the means it. of productions. Right. They had the means of productions all, you know, tightly wound up and it was all in the hands of a couple people but now they don't want you using gas and oil all no and not only that um they just showed that they're willing to steal every fucking dollar from everybody to for, for whatever reason and what what companies do you think these people are building now they're building all clean energy all pro electric all these fucking you know like bro they all hold position massive positions in a, in to gain on this system they're trying to create which oppresses freedom for the real humans like us. And people are so eager to ignore. They think, oh, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is, is like if you uh, cut someone off in traffic, they can like literally take fucking the money right out of your bank account before you even fucking realize it. You understand that? The framework's already laid in other countries. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's laid in China. They have that social credit system. And that's like if you're just, late to work, bro, you they just the money just comes right out. Like you don't get it. Like that is what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And enough people, to your point earlier, that people don't understand things until it affects them. Yeah. Their their understanding of what the plan is is a big problem. Because I've talked to a lot of people who disagree fundamentally with basically where I stand, which is really hard for me to understand because I stand for fucking freedom. Um, but anyhow. I asked him, I said, do you know who Klaus Schwab is? No. Who's you that? You definitely should. 
dude, like they have no idea what is at that what's actually been planned and what their role in the plan is. And if you did, you'd understand that you should be fighting now, not until uh, uh, 2030 Classes when they say that they're yeah. they're going to implement this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who, That's who, real. if you look into these these milk companies or these what, whatever this uh, M.I.L.Q., um, which doesn't sound like something that I want to put into my body to begin with. Um, you know, Sounds it says, like it came right out of said, Bill Gates says, fucking man titties. <laughs> <laughs> Biomilk yeah. has developed a process to replicate the key proteins in human milk. What, what, why? Why? We have cows. We have women produce milk. Why are we trying this to get people? Same, this is money, bro. It's the same what, thing. What it's logical a, person looks at that and says, wow, I want some replicated want key proteins for my no, child. Nobody does. That's why they have to create the fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. Nobody looks at that and says, yeah, that's what I want. But they're going to force you on it. And then just like the vaccine, they're going to tell everybody, well, nobody forced you to take it. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. you fucking didn't? You only told everybody in America that if they didn't take it, they're fucking fired. You told every business owner that if they didn't force it on their employees, they were going to be fined $700,000 per employee. That You don't think that's... Forcing people to take it, motherfucker. They're going to create that. They, they create the shortage and they get, I mean, it's, it's doing disgusting. the same thing though. with meat though, guys. It's the same thing with everything. It's yeah. the same fucking play and people need to wake the fuck up. And if the solution is to do what the fuck we said and get everybody that's listening engaged in all these places and living at a higher standard and paying attention and getting involved and not letting these motherfuckers do this anymore. That's what that's, that's the solution. That's real. That's the solution. Being uh, ruggedly individual. Yes. Like where you, and it's not easy. Uh, and so that's not like, because uh, a lot of people will say, you know, I hear it about like the homeschooling and, and stuff like that. But the reality is, is that you're going to have to sacrifice something at some point down the line. And the longer you delay the that sacrifice, the bigger that sacrifice will become. Mm -hmm. If you look at this right now as a parent and say, okay, this is a, this is a crisis that I'm facing. You can either A, go along with the government solution of biomilk, or you can find an alternative solution. And that alternative solution is likely not easy. You know, you may have to go to pumping and or you may have to, you know, there are some women who 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 can't produce. No. You got to dig into your network and you got to figure out where where what where the you, solution is, what the solution is. And, and it's it's hard, but the payoff is huge because then you you're not going to fall victim to whatever the next bullshit these people bring. And your kid's not going to be drinking replicated proteins. I mean, I don't want to feed my kid that. Well, I'm still fucking thinking about the, all the fucking motherfuckers coming across into our country in the border for fucking, like, we're talking about all this shit in my brain. I'm like, bro, every single illegal immigrant in this country should be fucking deported, dude. This is America. Like, 100%. They, they, they should be either be fat. Put onto it, they, they should have to come here just like these two men here have had to come here. Where they come, they go through, they learn about America, they pass the test, they understand what this is, and then you get to be a citizen. And they, they prove that they can provide value to our system. You know, and that's, you're it's, letting, it's, you're it's letting people in. It's a racist thing to say, bro. We need a system of regulating our country. Yeah. Like, we can't just allow anybody, bro. They listen, people, I'm going to say this. People are going to say it's fake news. But if you find out 
that motherfuckers are making terrorist camps literally on American soil right now, don't be surprised, okay? Because that's actually, I'm just going to leave it at that. There's a lot of shit that is happening that I am privy to hear that I don't know for sure because I haven't seen it yet. But I'm telling you right now, if you hear that, don't be surprised. But when you open your back door and you let people just come in and you have no idea who's in there, sure, a lot of these people, they probably need a, a helping hand. I get and, that. And they're probably great people, but it is not the responsibility of Americans to take care of the world until we can take care of ourselves. That's we real. can't even stock our, our grocery stores with meat and baby formula. That's that photo's infuriating. It is. It's infuriating because the government knows that they can provide solutions and they're choosing not to. This, this facility is still shut down. Under what cause? None. Well, what? how do you, well, well, no, like, no, like, like, where's the none. FDA on this issue? Where they're, is they're their, not, pu they're not responding to exactly. Comment. Where's they're their public statement well, justifying yeah, the extended see, that's closure? That's a whole other problem. That's why, dude, the FDA is an extension of the government. Like, dude, we need, we need government agencies to regulate things like this 100%. But the minute they start being weaponized against the citizenship of this country and the businesses in this country, because this, so it causes some sort of issue or plays into the, what they want, or they don't like your political opinion or whatever reason, that is wrong. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like I said, I, I said it earlier, but like, you know, the FDA is coming in saying the, the allegations are in sanitary conditions, but here's a uh, untested and unproven fucking, uh, you know, jungle juice you can you should just shoot in your bodies. That's okay. Emergency alteration. Like, where, where's the emergency alteration use? Where, where's that at? And where's the where's the proof? I mean, I'm looking at the article right here. It's it says locals, locals said that they were shocked by allegations of unsanitary conditions that led to the shutdown. Um, and then I think on the next one, it says, in the past, employees, there you go, would even talk about how they'd have to gear up. Okay, so... Three, three, four months, you guys haven't provided a solution. You've just left it shut down, which means all the people that work there are still out of a job, of jobs, which is yeah. a, another problem in and of itself. But you shut this place down. You knew it was the biggest manufacturer in the country. And you haven't even given that them due process. Where's the proof? Where, what unsanitary conditions led to the shutdown? Why isn't the media asking these questions? They, the media has all the time in the world to talk about every other issue. They've been running, they've been running wild with abortion for two weeks now. All the airtime, there hasn't been a single story where somebody has contacted the FDA and said, where is the proof for the shutdown? Bro, not even that. It's even worse than that. What's even worse than that is that when this story first started coming out, it was a conspiracy on the fucking media. Mm -hmm. It was a conspiracy. Plus. It was a fucking conspiracy. Well, now do you guys listen? Like you guys were kids and babies and shit. Like, do you understand? Because this should be like the last straw of everybody waking the fuck up. It really should be. Go to your putting your kids in danger. Yeah. Unbelievable, dude. To push some bio milk. It's up for money, bro. <laughs> oh shit. For money. For money. Yeah. It's fucking wrong. Yeah. Headline number two. Headline number two reads. Air Force Academy cadets may not graduate because they're unvaccinated. We're uh, still doing that. They refused the vaccine. Now four cadets at the Air Force Academy may not graduate as a result and could be forced to pay back hefty tuition fees. So far, it's the only military academy imposing such harsh penalties on its cadets, Air Force officials said. 
The cadets at the Colorado Springs Academy also could be prevented from being commissioned as military officers this month because they refused the COVID-19 vaccine. They may also have to pay back thousands of dollars in tuition costs, the Air Force said. The Army and the Navy said that as of now, no seniors will be blocked from graduating at the United States Military Academy at West Point, New York, or the Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland, due to vaccine refusals. COVID-19 vaccinations were made mandatory in August for all service members, including those at the military academies. The Army said in February it would immediately start kicking out soldiers who refused the vaccine. Uh, but so far, the Air Force Academy is the only one that is not graduating its cadets for the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, that's insane. It's, 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 it's disgusting is, is what it is. This is an ego problem in their leadership. Yeah. This is one of their leaders who has paid his fucking dues and been in the military for fucking 40 years um, who's refusing to look at the actual data that is actually available and especially the harmful side effects that are not as e easily available to see but are existent. Um, this is a guy who can't, or a woman who refuses to admit they were wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. And that's what we're dealing with a lot of these people. It's ego. It's e this guy, whoever made a decision, they're still wearing a mask. They're still doing, and they can't say, oh, fuck. I, I, I got played, right? That's our ego that allows us to fucking not do that thing. Mm -hmm. Ego and or a courage issue. Yeah. You know, because you have somebody who's well, this high point, up in the military who um, could potentially make this decision. Yeah. Or at least even Resist if they can't. It. Exactly. Even if they can't, if, if they don't have the quote unquote authority to make this decision, they could throw their weight behind it and support it. But they're looking around saying, nah. I'm good where I'm at, you know, I'm, I'm a, a general or I've a, already graduated. whatever I am. Yeah. yeah. I already got my spot and my seat at the table. So fuck these guys. That's some weak ass shit. Dude. It is. Yeah. It is because, and I, I, I guarantee that's probably what it is because deep down inside, whether they admit it or not, they probably know that it's wrong, but they don't want to get there's uncomfortable no way to say, to say no, these bro, young it's men the and women fucking cop on the street who lets his other buddy cop, enforce this shit on regular people and they say oh it's just my, my job I pay you know what I paid a lot of dues to be in this position I they told me to do this I'm doing this it's fucking bullshit it is it's, and it's, it's the reason cowardice. Why, it's the reason why we're here yeah because all this would take for that one two three individuals whoever whoever is at the helm of that is to say fuck you I'm not doing that to these guys they don't deserve it yeah. and how much support would they get we were just talking about it. this at the beginning of the show, how much support would they get from service members who even even the ones who took the vaccine and didn't want to or even the ones who took the vaccine and wanted to and say, you know what? That guy's got the right idea. I'm going to stand behind him. And, and yeah, he might fall on his sword, but at least he can walk away with his pride intact and know that he's a good he's a good man or woman. I don't know. Um, and that I stood for something. It, it's and now you're put you're, you're willing to put other people in danger. Because you you won't speak up against something. It's weak. I guarantee, yeah. and I don't know for sure, but I I would bet. Well, it's maybe not guarantee. I would bet that somebody somewhere high up has the ability to speak out on this. It's just, and they're fucking not, bro. It's the same thing with everything the military is doing. Everything. Mm -hmm. There's there's a group of fucking old dogs at the top that are that are leveraging all the 
bro, it's the same I, as the policy. You know how many fucking bro. military members reach out to me and they're like, fucking yeah. thank you? I'm, yeah, you do know. Yeah. It's a, it's a shit ton. And they're just happy that someone's fighting for them. These people are being heavily oppressed inside. They're serving our country and they're being taken advantage yeah. of and bullied. And, and, and dude, all like, dude, you know how many people message me on a daily basis and they're like, this shit is wrong. This shit is corrupt. I can't believe I'm even in this position. But if I say anything, they fucking do this and this and this. And bro, it, everybody in that uh, element understands that it's the same percentage of the people on the street. It's 80-20. There's people who just follow the directions. And then there's people who are the, the majority of the people who are just like, they're in a hard place. Like they got to make a hard decision. And they're, ne- they're right now they're making, I think, the wrong one. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's just disgusting because these people sign up self selflessly to serve and protect. It's not an easy job. No, it's not. It's not an easy job in any aspect. You're away from your family. You're going through it. Uh, you may be put in harm's way. Um, the pay's not great. Um, you know, you, you you wind up walking away with a whole bunch of problems in a lot of the cases, especially if you're on the ground and. These young men and women are signing up because they love this country and they're getting fucked over. Yeah. And if that doesn't piss you off, I don't care if you're a Republican, if you're Democrat, if you're black, if you're white, if you're young, if you're old, this should piss you the fuck off. At a massive level, man. None of these people deserve that. No. Nobody deserve that. nobody deserves that, that at their businesses. They fucking either. send these people who are best people, our future. To fucking some war all the way across the country that doesn't have nothing to do with fucking nothing they made up so that they could get more money. <laughs> like, bro, right? Li- this shit has to stop. Well, that's the thing because they know if they're fucking combating them on this, they'll fight them on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I do. But and, like, and, it's and it's the best way to wean them out, bro. It's fucking disgusting, man. Moving on, headline number three. Headline number three reads. Wisconsin middle schoolers accused of sexual harassment for using wrong gender pronouns. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you made this one up. I wish. I wish I have, man. Dude, so, it's crazy. So, so three Wisconsin boys are facing sexual harassment charges from their middle school over accusations that they used incorrect gender pronouns on a fellow student. Quote, I received a phone call from the principal over at the elementary school forewarning me letting me know that I was going to be receiving an email with sexual harassment allegations against my son. Rosemary uh, Rabideau, a parent of one of the accused, told 11 News last week. Uh, Quote, I immediately went into shock. I'm thinking sexual harassment? That's rape. That's inappropriate touching. That's incest. Rabideau continued, what has my son done? But none of the concerns Rabideau had were at issue. Instead, her 13-year-old son, Brayden, was accused of using incorrect pronouns to address another student at Keele Middle School. Uh, The investigating principal said he's being allegedly charged with sexual harassment for not using proper pronouns. Rabideau said, I thought it wasn't real. I thought this has to be a gag, a joke. One has nothing to do with the other. Now, her son and two other boys are being charged by school officials with Title IX violations, uh, uh, which, I'm sorry, Title IV um, violations, which prohibits gender-based harassment. The incident in question reportedly took place in March when a student announced a preference of they and them to identify themselves. But Rabideau said her son was merely sticking up for one of his friends. 
quote, she had been screaming at one of Braden's friends to use proper pronouns, calling him profanity. And this friend is very soft spoken and kind of just sunk down into his chair. Rabideau said Brayton finally came up defending him, saying he doesn't have to use proper pronouns. It's his constitutional right to not use. You can't make him say things. The Smart mother told kid. ABC News that the new pronoun preference also caused confusion for her son, with her instructing him to just address the student by their name instead. Quote, it's plural. It doesn't make sense to him, I said. So I told him <laughs> to call them by their names, Rabideau it said. It doesn't make sense to smart, anybody. Smart kid. Now, very, very this, smart kid. This, is, this pisses me That's off. That's it. This this really pisses me off for a Welcome lot of to CTI, reasons baby. because <laughs> this is um you know without sharing the details of of the people involved uh, I've been involved now for a couple months with this congressional run and one of the big issues in Jersey is this over sexualization transgender LGBTQ plus whatever. Uh, CRT bullshit that's being taught in schools. No. And um, the schools not only are prioritizing Now, this, when you say bullshit that's taught in schools, um, let's really clarify what we're talking about. What we're talking about is teachers mm-hmm. who are confused by their own identity <laughs> talking to your kids secretly mm-hmm. about whether or not they are actually a boy or a girl right. because your parents didn't allow you to choose, so they're going to allow you to choose at six years old. Because that's what we're talking about. Right. We're, we're talking if, about teachers telling little black kids that they'll never amount to anything because this country is inherently a racist. And telling little white, white kids, kids that yeah. you're, you're, there's nothing you can do, bro. Sorry, but you're a bigot racist. That's just You were born that way. Yeah, you're born that way, man. Yeah. It sucks, but it is what it is. You can't really do anything better to overcome that ever. And you shouldn't try hard in life because then you'd be taking advantage of your privileges. So, you know, we need to bring you down to zero because, because this little kid's not worth anything either. So, and that's, that's the, uh, we just have to be clear on what they're teaching. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Little Steve, little, little little white boy, Steve, you could be Susan, but you can't be a proud American. Yeah. yeah, That's fine. So, so you can decide that that's, quote unquote hate speech, but I do want to clarify that every single motherfucker in this room respects the rights of adults to be whatever they want to be and to have whatever sexual partners they want to have as long as they're not fucking kids. Fuck. There's absolutely no reason why this should be taught in schools. There's nothing, there's nothing about it that is academic in nature. There's nothing about it that is useful uh, in the 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 competitive world of life, yeah, brother. School groomers. is school is there's there's two objectives for your school: to educate and equip them for the real world, and then to protect them while while they're away from their parents. And they're they're failing miserably at both of those things. And I would say intentionally, we have a uh, a school district, Evesham School District, uh, in New Jersey, where <clears throat> a transgender um, I always get these wrong. A transgender boy. So a, a, a girl who a now woman. identifies as a boy. I think I got that right. Um, young, well, if they're the pre- same, preteen. If they're the same, why do we got to say transgender in front of them? Right. Exactly. No, just, ident- just identifies. A, a girl who now identifies as a boy, preteen, sexually assaulted a girl in the bathroom at a, at a middle school in New Jersey. 
sexually assaulted her, uh, put her hands on her, went so far as to say when students walked in, you're lucky that they came in because I was going to rape you or something like that. The school, Medford, and the superintendent have not done a thing to date. They suspended the girl for a couple days uh, and moved her to another school. Excuse me, the, the transgender boy moved, just moved her to another school. Didn't, didn't even tell the parents of the other school that this child was going there. Didn't tell the, the parents at the school that it happened, that it happened. Nothing. But they'll go out of their way to prosecute three little boys for, saying, for not saying they, them. It's insane. It's, and and I, I would, they're not failing. They are, they're grooming. This is persecuting. This is intentional and it's dangerous. And I'm watching the effects of it with children. You know, um, there's a parent in New Jersey who sent me a a collection of photos side by side of um, social media of of children, you know, from sixth to seventh grade when they were introduced to this transgender ideology. And you have a bunch of kids in seventh grade or whatever it is. who were totally normal, totally normal kids, you know, just nothing out of the ordinary about them living their lives. And the next year, almost all of them now identify as some sort of offshoot of, of whatever peculiar sexuality that they've been taught. These, these are dangerous ideas to be teaching children at a young age because this is the time when Children are developing their, their identities, mm-hmm. their, their system of value, and they're defining who they are as a person. You're having adults come in with bad intentions who are, set, who are setting out to confuse children so that they are set up for failure. They have no idea who they are. There's no definition as to who they are as a person, so they have no values. So they're going to be easily swayed and pushed around by figures of authority because they don't know who they are and what they stand for. It's intentional and it's, it's absolutely disgusting. When you say it's intentional, you mean, let me, let me clarify what I think you mean. You mean that it's a social strategy. It is that the people who actually are doing the teaching of this are not aware of most. It's not the teachers. Do you think that they're aware of the, the, so, like, what I'm saying is, is when you get one of these crazy progressive trans teachers, you know, and by the way, there's tons of great teachers. They, they suffer from the same shit that I talked about earlier. They don't want to say anything because they... Most of the teachers are not uh, on board with it, but no. they're, they're in the same predicament that a lot of, of, other, people of other people are. Job, where right. it's, it's their job. And they, they, and try, leadership. they try to resist in whatever ways they can. Um, and a lot of them do resist. But you're fighting against the administrative administration um, and the school boards who, for the most part, and there's there's I've met plenty of good school board members, so um, it's not all of them, but they have a, a, a mission to confuse children mm. because it leaves them vulnerable to impression outside of their families. They're telling you know, they're, they're telling these kids all sorts of confusing things at ages where they should be defining themselves um, in a way that is normal is not the word. I don't know what the word is. American, it, American standard safe. Yeah. yeah. Like, where we're like, right is right. And wrong is wrong. And there's no, there's no 
The facts are the facts. That's biology's biology. Yes. This, that, the other. Like, dude, we we have to get back to reality, dude. Like, it's you're. They're not teaching reality in no. school. Our children have fallen behind on the world stage consecutively, year after year after year after year. It's been happening since I was in school. I remember, you know, my stepdad growing up used to talk about it. And I thought he was like just crazy back then, you know, talking about how in 10 years, you know, the American student isn't going to be able to compete against, you know, an, an immigrant student who, who was educated in China and who comes over uh, with a college education and blows them out of the water. And now we see it all the time. It's and already it's, happening. And it's getting progressively it worse. Happening. Yeah. I mean, these kids are, are leaving school, thro throw in the lockdowns and virtual learning on top of it. You know, the past two years, these kids have been robbed of an education, but this is what our schools prioritize. This is what, I mean, at least in New Jersey, they have focused more on the rollout of a sexual curriculum than they have on improving the standards of math, science, reading, uh, comprehension, writing, and all these things. No. And, why, and why have they been able to do that? Because because parents are non-existent. Parents, 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 parents are, are non-existent they, they and they're too back, busy. Bro. They're too busy. Yes. And they're, they're, they're just too busy. And they're, 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 it, a lot of people don't want to hear it, but they're well, failing their children. Well, but to that, Ian, though, like, I mean, and we say the same thing about like the news and the fucking media, right? Like a parent, there's a reasonable expectation that a parent should be able to drop their kid off at school and not yes. expect their fucking teachers to be teaching them about fucking, you know, the shit that they are. You know what I'm saying? There's a reasonable expectation. But the thing is, when this, 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 this apathy, Right. That that is that is fucking contagious and, and it's cancerous in our nation right now. This apathy that a lot of parents have, you know, go look at look, look at the last PTO meetings. At the, the, you know what I'm saying? Go, go, go look. How many teachers are going? I mean, how many parents are going up, going there? Not how many parents go enough. to the report card uh, conferences and shit? Not enough. You know what I'm saying? And so when you don't have when when you take that step back and you rely and you just trust wholeheartedly that these schools are doing the right thing. Oh, I, you'll be all right. You know. When you when you when you put all your trust there, this is how this shit gets infiltrated. This is exactly how. So how do you fix it? You get back involved, right? And I'm and me personally, dude. Me personally, if, if any teacher, I don't care how long they've been tenured there, I don't I don't give a fuck. If you're teaching my kid anything other than fucking two plus two equals fucking four, you should no longer be allowed to be a teacher anywhere else in this entire fucking country. You can't move to yeah, fucking anywhere people, else. And, and people need to start making it their mission and make sure that happens. It well, has take, to, bro. Take, take, a, take, take a hypothetical, right? So if, if, you drop me off, if, if, if you drop your daughter off to babysit, right, at, mm -hmm. at, at my house, mm -hmm. and you come over afterwards, and I'm, I'm telling her she's a boy all day, you would punch <laughs> me in the mouth, right? A couple times. Yeah, yeah. a couple times. And, and all of a sudden, that's okay because it's a teacher doing it? Right. If, if a stranger or, or even a family member or a friend was talking about sex with my child, I'm punching them right in the mouth. And as soon as they get up, I'm knocking all the rest of the teeth right back out. Yeah, it's criminal, bro. That, that's, that's sexual deviant. It's grooming. That's, that's grooming. And that's, I mean, that is, that is vile. Yeah. And if anybody else did it, there would be repercussions for it. But because it's under the guise of quote unquote education, mm -hmm. it's okay. That, that I mean, that's no, it's not wildly okay. unacceptable. I agree. Wildly unacceptable. And it's, 
people are afraid to say stuff like that. Well, and the reason they're afraid, bro, is we've been under psychological operations for fucking decades. The whole idea of political correctness is designed to get you to accept things that are not true because they are quote unquote offensive. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. The idea of and everybody's saying it. So I guess I should say it. Is it easier to censor a population or is it easier to get people just not to say shit? Right. It's just easier to get them to not say shit. Yeah, do it themselves. So they started this very inch by inch by inch operation, okay, which that's what it is, Mm -hmm. of making things offensive that were true, okay? The the American flag became offensive in the classroom for saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Motherfucker, if you live in America, I think that's a reasonable ask of you to pledge allegiance to this country. Country gives you a lot. Considering we are in the uh, biggest competition ever, that's what people fail to realize. Yeah. Uh, the competition or prosperity on this world is not automatically ours all the time. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but you would it's have funny to. Funny how people assume that though. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah. We are in a competition. Okay. And then whenever they, whenever they started removing all of these things, like, uh, you know, the idea that winners fucking win and losers fucking lose. And, right? and don't you get, get a trophy, trophy for 17th fucking place. Um, what, what are they teaching kids? Oh, yeah. well, it's not a competition. And then these kids go through their whole life mm. being taught that everything's okay and that they're special and that they're entitled to this. And that they and what does that do? That creates a scenario where they don't understand competition and they believe that the entire concept of prosperity and freedom in America is automatic and they're entitled to it. So now you've created a completely unmotivated protector of this country Mm. because they believe they are entitled to it. When in reality, all the other countries out there look at it like what it is, which is the most fertile piece of ground that exists on the fucking planet. That's not overpopulated. That's do we live in the most valuable? And when you start thinking about it like that, and that's what it is, guys, whether you understand it or not, we are under attack. On a fucking, this is not. It's all on all no, fronts. No, they, they are playing a. They are playing a hundred year game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're at the end of it. We're at the fucking end of it. What happens when these kids grow up? I mean, we we we've witnessed right. We've witnessed the uh, the effects of this kind of like indoctr- indoctrination with the college age kids we have these days, and the voters that they that or the people. Um, or the voters that are produced by this like indoctrination, right? The college age kids these days didn't get this kind of stuff. Imagine when these kids grow up. It's going to be, I mean, you're going to have, if you thought the, the woke you know, mob out there right now is crazy um, and obedient to government, you let these kids go through this system as it exists now, they are going to be far worse. No, we're not going to. No. That's why. You can't. Uh, that's, no, that's can't. why. But that ain't happening, bro. You absolutely can't. Yeah. It 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 will be an absolute nightmare because look at look at the look at that 20% of the population right now, that loudmouth part of the population. I mean, that's they're all a product of of government indoctrination. Now, now turn up the crazy on that a couple notches uh, and wait about 10 years until these kids go through college. And they are going that none of them have any structure. None of them have any skills. No, they're completely, everybody's special. They will they will turn out to be completely 
worthless in regards to actually contributing to a functioning society. That's the goal. And they and, and they and give government they want, bro, the reason. Because if you're not contributing, guess what? Here's a check for you. Yeah, but dude, the people are not considering the the reason for this. Do you, what do you think? Do you think the reason for this is for them to create a society over here of just like people with blue hair and shit that run around <laughs> screaming and that they're going to leave it? Hold on. That they're going to leave us alone <laughs> right. and like just like let us exist over here? Those like people that? are going to be weaponized against us. Not, not only that. Okay, let's say, let's say that were to happen and they were to weaponize those people against us. And let's just say that all the patriotic people lost. What do you think the next move is? You think that China is going to just allow these people to keep this place? Or do you think they're going to sail their fucking asses right over here and take it? Yeah, 100%. That's what people are failing to understand. This is a big, huge picture problem that starts with what we're talking about right here. And, it, mm. and you guys have allowed it to happen because you've been too busy fucking around with Hollywood, which was their whole goal. You're worried about the fucking Kardashians' ass <laughs> when these people are literally creating a country that's going to be conquered. Yeah. You don't understand. We are not entitled to freedom. We are not. This shit doesn't automatically appear. We are geographically located to where it's a little bit easier for us to maintain it. Yes. But go to any other place on earth. Look at their history. This is not a, this is not a, this is not a, uh, this is a legitimate safety concern of our actual country and the people listening right now. Mm. Like, you will not be here in 10 years if you don't wake the fuck up. That's what people are failing to understand. Your life, if you're 20 years old, you're listening to the show, you will not live to be fucking 30. Or you'll be in a pod eating bugs. Yeah, that's it. And that's, I mean, that's the reality of it because you... It's a really simple choice, and 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 we've we we keep going over it and we keep touching on it. All of these problems, whether it's the craziness at the school board, you name it, um, personal excellence is the the only solution. I, because if, as a parent, you say, "Okay, I'm committing myself to being better," right? That means you show up at the school board. Mm -hmm. That means you check your kids' homework every night. When I grew up. Every, every single answer on my homework was checked. Mm -hmm. How many parents do that these days? Zero. You know, it's, and, and, and I'm sure there's some who have woken up to it, you know, um, but the reality is, is how involved in your child's life are you? I would say you outside know? of the listenership of this show, to be completely honest, yes. it's yeah, very yeah. low. It's like people it's, probably get mad. Don't message me, Mo. I'm not talking about you guys. <laughs> not talking never, about you. We're never yeah. really talking about um, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but. That's that's the solution to every one of the problems that we're facing is that people just need to hold themselves to a higher standard. You can't turn your back on this and say it doesn't affect me. You can't turn your back on this and say, well, my child's almost done school. You can't turn your back on this and, and not say something because you don't want to offend, you know, your neighbor uh, who's got the, you know, who's got the, uh, the 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 pink, light blue, whatever flag. A trans flag. Yeah, whatever right. it is. It, there's there's got a bunch one of flag here, dude. Yeah. We got one flag in this country. That's it. Everybody's got its place underneath it. It's red, white, and blue. It's got 50 fucking stars on it. That's the flag of our country. All, the, the whole, the, that's all, I'm getting into a whole nother thing now. I'm just getting No, pissed. that's real, man. No. Like, all, this, all of these other flags and all of these things, these are designed to separate us. Mm -hmm. These are designed to get us to hate each other. We're playing into their fucking playbook. Like, fuck, dude. That red, white, and blue is a pretty cool looking flag to me. I told you what I'm doing as HOA president, right? Yeah. 
what? Spending the money on useless stuff? <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like that, that's one of the uh, the initiatives that I'm taking. Like, I, I want a fucking American flag on every single house in my fucking community. Yeah, and every bro, single one. But the, the the problem is the those twenty percent have abandoned the flag, bro. They're out burning it. Yeah. They're fucking. They think it's offensive. They tell you, "Hey, a fucking flag offends me." Well, guess what? I don't give a fuck yeah, well, if it offends you. Not only that, how are you going to tell a black guy holding an American flag no? <laughs> you're not. <laughs> that's what you're I'm automatically racist. That's what I'm going to turn the tables on them. Yeah. Hey, that's what we got to do, man. Guys, that's a good no, All you got to say is, oh, would you prefer a Confederate one? <laughs> They'll take that motherfucker and fly that shit. I got one of those. That's how you make real change in your community, bro, right there. Say, hey. Here's the American flag. If they say no thanks, you'd be like, oh, you must want a Confederate one. Those motherfuckers <laughs> fly that thing yeah, higher than anybody. That thing will be right away. Right away. Right, BLM one? You want? Yeah. Okay. All right. Guys, no, <laughs> dude, you get what I'm saying? Use our same trick on them. That'd be you a good idea, to, actually. Yeah. You got to. I'm oh, a... you want a Confederate flag? Okay. Yeah. The next fucking, these people are so fucking afraid of being called fucking anything. Yeah. Turn it right back on oh, them. Oh, yeah. Turn it right back on them. Guys, our final segment of the show, we have our thumbs up segment. Uh, where this is where I show articles. You're going to get two thumbs up or two thumbs in the butt. And with that being said, our thumbs up headline is real quick. Why does all the crazy shit I've learned? All, usually our crazy fucking headlines come from where? California. Florida. Usually. Oh, yeah. Florida, man. Florida is fucking. But I'm learning, bro. India's got some weird shit happening over there. Who? India, the country. Is that true, Syed? I'm not sure. He's probably racist. Well, this is what <laughs> our thumbs up. Our thumbs up headlines coming from India. So here, here, here it goes. It reads: Mental torture. Couple suing son for six hundred fifty thousand dollars for not giving them grandchild. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Could this be from India, bro? Could this be real? I read this already. Really? So a married couple in India has taken legal action against their son for not giving them a grandchild after six years of marriage. The BBC reports Sanjeev and Sahana Prasad are suing their only son for nearly $650,000 if he and his wife do not produce a grandchild within the next year. (laughs) The two say they want compensation after spending their life savings on their 35-year-old son, including $65,000, for him to train as a pilot in the United States, as well as paying for a lavish wedding at a five-star hotel and a honeymoon in Thailand. Quote, but despite all our efforts, my son and his wife have caused mental torture by not giving us a grandchild. The society also questions us, causing further pain, the Prasads wrote in their petition according to The National. The BBC writes the lawsuit was filed on the grounds of mental harassment. The Prasads say if they had had a grandchild, the pain would become bearable. In India, many parents traditionally make or contribute to decisions affecting their grown children's personal and professional lives, including arranged marriages, um, etc. The National says refusal to comply is seen as great disrespect. Uh, So that's our thumbs up. What we got on this, guys? Well... <laughs> where can I? Where should I start? <laughs> is this is this real? News? This is this is real. This is real. This so, is an actual lawsuit. How do we know that they can't just have a kid? Mm. Like, that, yeah, maybe, maybe they're having infer- like infertility yeah, issues. That's yeah. pretty normal right now, especially with a lot of the shit they've been doing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, how do we know that? You know, they haven't been trying. How do we that's know true. that? That's true. Or maybe I mean. So let's talk about the mental suffering of slapping someone who's 
trying as hard as they can maybe to have right. a fucking kid yeah, yeah. Uh, with a $650,000 lawsuit. And let's talk about, I would countersue. That's, and that would be my ground. Maybe, maybe he's living in the United States and looking at all the crazy bullshit that's going on here and saying, hey, I probably don't want to bring a kid up right now in this shit. And you know what? That's, I would normally agree with you, but what I actually believe is that the good people are obligated to have kids. Yeah. No, that's true. That's real. Yeah. That's real. That's, <clears throat> so, you know, if you're a, if you're someone who believes that the world is fucked and you recognize that the problem is we don't have enough really strong, good people. I think it's your obligation to contribute to that mm. I, patriotically. You know, people ask why we haven't had kids. Well, it fucking just never fucking happened. And I'm not going to get into it, but you have no idea what, what has been done or not right. done. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like another thing, just on a, just on a note, stop asking people. It's just fucking rude. Yeah. That's rude. So like, I am particularly sensitive to this because, um, I've lived it and it's fucking annoying. That's real. And you want to talk about mental suffering? Mental suffering is people fucking asking you why you don't have fucking kids every five fucking minutes when you're 40 years old. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. That's real. So um, everybody takes that for granted. They think like, oh, people could just have kids and it's just not true. It's a lot harder than it used to be to have kids. There's a lot of things that contribute to it actually. Yeah. So, you know, that's my perspective on it. I would say this is bullshit and, yeah. and I would sue the fuck out of them back for even putting extra pressure. And, and to be completely honest, I would tell them the reason I don't have kids is because you fucking pressure me and I'd make mm-hmm. them feel like fucking dog shit. That's yeah, what wait, I do. Wait until they get really old and then try then you know, torture them a little bit longer. Yeah. It, it's, it, it doesn't even, I, I can't believe a court would even take that seriously. Yeah. Well, is that a normal thing? That's not a normal thing in India, right? Like even in India, that would be, this is like, is this a little excessive? Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. But I, I do agree with the part where uh, parents would kind of indirectly pressure. Get involved. Yeah. Get involved and ask them all the time. That yeah. it has happened to me too. Yeah. But I've like made it really clear. Like it's happening on my grounds whenever I want, whenever yeah. we think about it, but it's definitely a thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I can, I can, I can at least than, see this. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can, I can understand like their eagerness and it, it is a cultural thing, but like, what do you, as a parent, how do you, I, I can't understand what, so what? You're, it's just you're, a cultural difference, bro. But you're okay with $650,000 instead? Like, did you really want the grandkid that much? Not only that. Like, Why don't you, you take a different approach and just try to be like uh, loving and this supportive? This story is bizarre, for it's sure. It's very bizarre. All my life, I've never heard of anything like this. This story is bizarre. What if, like, okay, you're not going to get a grandchild, but if we give you this much money, that's okay? No, that's like saying, here's the value of you as our son. Yeah, like, oh, we invested all this shit so you could actually make it. And, uh, you know, you didn't live up to what I wanted you to be. So give it back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's pretty fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. Well, I would say that the relationship with the parents, if it were me, is probably fucking. That's tarnished. Yeah. 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 Which is unfortunate because no one has to make no one likes to make those decisions. But. Um, I definitely give this two thumbs down. I think it's fucking wrong. That's the base. If if the parents had a good relationship with the son and the daughter-in-law, this would have never come in the news. Yeah. They would have handled it on their own inside the house. Yeah. So that's the basic problem. Well, that's a saying. whole nother. You, you're uncovering a massive problem with just society globally. Yeah. Like, it used to be... Handle it, your own shit. Well, and that's why... You, do you ever hear me talking about fucking relationship shit ever? You're with me every day, all fucking day. Do I fucking say anything to you? No. Because it ain't none of your fucking business. It's not. Right? Whatever happens in my house, that's fucking my house. Same. 
and 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 I'm not gonna, you know, like yeah, bro. It's like I'm not. That's how it, that's how I was raised. Like that's how it's supposed to be. Like you're supposed to handle your shit in house and have the members of your households back out in public, regardless of what regardless the fuck is going, going on. on. Yeah, at home. A lot of all of us in the room have have come from different backgrounds, have different preferences, but I strongly know and feel that nobody else would go around and explain our choices and priorities because I don't care if you like mine or not, and you shouldn't care if I like yours or not, and I'm completely okay with that. Me too. But the problem is, is that we live like that meme I share with you today, yeah. Ian. Uh, there, we live in this world where people have a hard time identifying their own hypocrisies, right? They wrap the entire narrative, as you put it earlier, around their own preferences and everything's okay. And they say, oh, yes, I believe in this concept, except yeah, I believe in freedom, except no, motherfucker. You don't get to think like that. You're either pro-freedom or you're not pro-freedom. There's there's very little ideal. That's there's there's very little consistency in people's ideology today. And that's a that's a fundamental bro, most, issue. Most people are floating. The, most people are fucking plastic bags that are floating in the fucking wind, just waiting to fucking hit a tree and, and fucking hold on to something. That's most people. It's it, most people. It is, dude. It most really people. is. And, and that's oh, that's oh, why what we talk about yeah. is the solution for what's going on. Like if you're sitting at home and you're thinking like, what the fuck can I do? Well, dude, it's really simple, dude. It's personal excellence. Yeah. Like it really is. It's get better, improve your own life, improve your own house, improve your own relationships with the people that you care about, protect those people, take care of those people. Also care about your neighbors, get involved in the community. Maybe uh, not walk around being an undisciplined piece of shit. Maybe like, you know, understand that you're setting an example, not only for your own kids, but for literally the neighborhood kids and the neighbors and everybody else. Like, dude, the, the ability to lead is so under, uh, it's so misunderstood by the average person. They yeah. think that someone comes along and says, oh, well, you're a leader. And they hear someone speak charismatically or they someone that proclaims to be a leader and they say, oh, that's a leader. No, motherfucker, we're all leaders. All of us are leaders. You just don't realize it because you're not trying to be a leader. And what's happening is the people around you are absorbing the lackadaisical, undisciplined, lazy, apathetic behavior, okay? And you're not noticing that they're absorbing that because you're not aware that you are a fucking leader. Mm. And that's the lack of awareness that every single human in this country has right now that if we want America to live, past our generation people need to understand and gain that perspective right now that's real man that's real man well that's two thumbs up there i mean two yeah. thumbs in the butt there two thumbs in the butt for yeah, sure yeah, on that for one for sure i agree <laughs> yeah. well anyway bro um yeah dude thanks so much for making the trip to come in ian came in just Absolutely. to do this show uh because he's extremely busy with his campaign bro how can the people support you because there's going to be a lot of people that want to support and you guys have to understand like I'm not bankrolling this dude. Like this dude is out there beating the streets, fucking doing this on 50, 20, 100, $500 donations to get into Congress to serve. So it doesn't matter where you live. You could contribute to that because I can promise you we are going to need every single one of you to contribute to guys like Ian and guys like Greitens and these guys who are willing to go do the job that needs to be done. So, you know, I'm fucking behind you, bro. But uh, how can other people get behind you? So we've um, we have a, a very 
grassroots campaign and we we want to stay that way and we are powered almost entirely by small donations we've had about 1700 small donors that have um that have powered our campaign we uh in the primary right here we're being outspent uh 10 to 1 and we are still very very much a force to be reckoned with in in the race so it's not about raising the type of money that they do um it, we do much more you know we we've raised north of $100,000 they've spent uh north of a million and it's um it's interesting being powered by small donors because these people are putting their trust in you um whereas when you are powered by big powerful donors they don't put their trust in you they're You're putting your trust in them they're well they're, they're <laughs> it's a favor they're, exchange they're, they're yeah. exactly yeah. They're, they're paying for a favor up front um so we have a really great, great, great campaign that's just powered by small donors. So if you're in the position and you want to throw us a couple bucks, uh, iansmithforcongress.com. We make a lot happen with a little bit, and that's Ian Smith for Congress with no letters, or excuse me, no numbers, um, just iansmithforcongress.com. All the information's on there. But that's not the only way to help. Uh, if you're in New Jersey, doesn't matter if you're in the district, volunteer. That's probably the most valuable thing that we can do. Right on the website, there's uh, you can you can sign up to be a volunteer. We got people out knocking on doors every single day, putting signs up, um, stuffing bags full of literature, and we're finding that that's really the thing that matters most is just people's time and energy. Money certainly helps too, but the money can't buy faith of the of the voter. We're watching Bob Healy's campaign. He's sitting back hiding now with uh, with millions some dollars, and he's just sending out mail. Um, but we're out here hitting the streets, hitting the doors, and people are receptive. People are excited that somebody's knocking on their door and taking the time to hand them a pamphlet instead of mail it to them. And we're finding that people are actually reading those pamphlets and, and wanting to get involved. So uh, if you're in the New Jersey or Philadelphia area, sign up to, to volunteer. And the last way that you can help is just share um, social media, Ian Smith Fitness on pretty much everything. Share our stuff. Every single share helps. Uh, we might get a donation out of it. We might get another share out of it. But the visibility is everything because the establishment works pretty hard against us. And they are, as of right now, failing miserably. Guys, I'd also like to add to that. Whatever your candidates that are running in your area, you know, <clears throat> make sure you're looking. Like, don't just go at R or D, okay? And like, by the way, if you want to vote Democrat, cool as fuck. But vote for the right Democrats. Okay, because they're out there. Yeah, they are. There are so, there are a lot of common sense, true, reasonable Democrats that are not willing to be bought and paid for. Uh, there's not as many of those as there are on the right because everybody shifted to the right. But and most of the people here, I think, are voting right. Let's just be fucking real. And and, and I think most of the people here are centrist. They're pro freedom people. They just realize which side's got to fix shit. And um, but anyhow, you know, pay attention to these guys. Like. Are they beholden to some massive fucking donors? Are they like how bought and paid for are they? Are they out there available for your your conversation or your questions? Are they willing to answer questions? Do they are they willing to stand for what they say they stand for? Like, dude, all of these things matter because there is no like like I would love to be able to say, you know, hey, vote for all of these guys. But that's not the way to look no. at it. And even if you're a big Trump supporter, you should still look at the candidates that he fucking uh, endorses. Yeah. Because we need to, as a society, develop the understanding and discipline of what makes great political candidates, 
not just because Donald Trump says so. Right. Okay, no matter what you think of Donald Trump. Yeah. Like if you love him, that's totally cool. I love most of his shit too. But the truth of the matter is Donald Trump is not America. Okay? We, freedom is America. And we need to stand and get behind the movement of American first, real patriots, people who give a fuck who are looking at this as a service and get those people in office and they're they're in your they're on your ballot. You just have to look and you've got to educate. That's that's the fundamental issue. I think if 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 people realize how important their primary elections are, you know, I'm I'm guilty of it just as much as the next Me person. Me too. I didn't know until this. We yeah. you know, we've been for years and years and years every 2 to 4 years whatever it is, we show up at the uh, at the at the voting uh location and we just vote for the guy on our team. And we assume we turn our back, we cast our ballot, we turn our back, um and we assume that they're just going to do the right thing. But we don't know how that person actually got on the ballot because most people, and it's still this way, we're, we're seeing a much bigger turnout right now in the primaries and, and much more interest. But the reality is, is that it's a dismal turnout. And the good candidates on the left, on the right, who are real people who have good intentions, who are looking at it as a service, they're, they're there and they've been there. They've been out there trying. It's extremely hard working against the establishment left or the establishment right because you either don't have the money or you don't have the name recognition. Um, and if you don't have either of those things and you're not willing to play ball with the puppet masters, you're not getting on that ballot. But that can easily be changed. Donate your time. Donate your energy. Get out there and support the people in your community that are saying, I'll step up and I'll do that job. It is probably the most important thing that we can talk about as far as elections outside of election integrity. Okay. I was going to bring that up just on the last note to close the show. Um, election integrity. I get a lot of people that come to me rightfully so and say, this isn't going to be solved in an election because they cheat the elections. Yes, they do. But you have to understand they can only cover so big of a gap. Mm -hmm. Okay. They cannot manufacture uh, a, a fake election without getting caught without it being um, or if there's a, a wide enough gap. All right. So we have to talk about election integrity for a minute because um, they want none and we need it. Yeah. And, and and this is going to require involvement from the citizens that actually give a fuck about election integrity. Sign up as a poll worker. That's that, right. That is one of the most powerful things Dude. that you can do. As an individual, if you want to help just fix the problem that we have, sign up as a poll worker. It's going to take a couple days of your time. But if and, and California, I know I've, I've spoken to quite a few people in California uh, and I know there's a huge movement in Arizona of people. They have organized and they there are thousands of people who are going to be at the polls working and watching. And that's. I mean, it's a big deal. It's it's a huge, especially deal. if you went and watched that documentary they just put out, yep. the two thousand mules, bro. You guys don't realize, like after you went to bed, that's when they came with the trucks and put mm -hmm. the shit in the box. It's on video. It's they're censoring it everywhere. Shocking, uh, but the shit is right there in front of your face. It's so real. we have to have people in, like here in Missouri, they've already fixed this. You have to have mm -hmm. photo ID, no drop boxes, no um, mail in ballots. Yeah, but in states that haven't, which by the way, whoever put that through Missouri. Yes, that's what we want. Mm -hmm. Okay. Voter ID is not racist. Uh, we do not want illegal immigrants voting in our elections. No, we don't. 
Okay. That's neither should you, regardless of your point of view. But we need people in these states that have these drop boxes. Apparently, they need to be monitored for five or six days after the election, too. Right. Yeah. So, like, we need people to help. And that's not that big of a task. No, it's, it's really not. it's really not. You, you can organize in your local community, take the initiative. If there's not if there's not something already going, start a Facebook group. They're not going to start talking you, about. They're they're, they're not. Yeah, they're not going to put this on a platter for you. Fu- yeah, that's right. The the government's not going to say, "Hey, we're looking for to this." Yeah, we're looking for for poll watchers. They're not going to say a goddamn word. Yeah, they. But if you go looking for that position, you'll find it. And they can't deny you, especially if you bring a whole bunch of people too. And that, I mean, it is incredibly powerful. It'll take you a couple days of your time, but you can go to bed at night knowing that you've you've helped and that potentially you help secure an election. The left activists call this voter intimidation. This is not voter intimidation to make sure that someone doesn't show up at a drop box with 10,000 ballots at 3 a.m. in the morning. That is called election integrity. Yeah. So don't let them flip the words on you either, because that's what they're going to try to do. They always, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's always a, a selection of, of of some very choice words. It that- would be really cool to see everybody on both sides unite, because m- most people agree with what I'm saying about voter ID, regardless if they agree with me on my political beliefs. Okay, if you go to the left and you say, "Hey, Democrats, how many of you want voter ID?" Most of them say yes, and they understand that they don't want. Uh, people who don't pay taxes or contribute to this country or who aren't even citizens actually contributing in the direction of where it goes. So it would be nice if maybe we could get some of these, you know, people to everybody unite under at least that. Well, that'd be a good starting place. And the reality is, is that election integrity isn't, isn't an issue that only the left is causing. You know, the establishment right is just as guilty yeah. of, of, of election shit. of election integrity. Yeah. I mean, these people are it's the uniparty. They're working together. The Republicans who have stayed quiet on election integrity are quiet for a reason, because they know eventually that ball is going to get volleyed back into their court and they're going to get their choice in. You know, so left, right, sign up as a poll worker, do the right thing, invest in your community with a little bit of time. And it, it, it pays off huge. Well, dude, last thing I want to say uh, after my last, last thing um, was, bro, I just appreciate you, man. Appreciate Thanks, what you've done. Right um, back at you, man. I've been able to watch. All you guys. Yeah, I've been able to watch you uh, <clears throat> navigate this. And um, it's quite honestly one of the most fucking impressive things I've ever witnessed. So um, I'm real proud of you, dude. Uh, proud to support you. Um, I hope you guys will stand with them, too, because. This man is going to, to, to serve. He's not there to prosper for himself. Uh, he gives a fuck about this country and the freedom that we have all enjoyed. And uh, it would mean a lot to me personally if you guys supported him. So, um, bro, thanks for making the trip on the show, dude. I'm excited to see what you're about to do. Thank you. Oh, and pay the fee. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed, closed.